conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America, Rick and Bubba. Six minutes now past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport now for 25 years. Another hour of the Rick and Bubba Show, and we'll chat with you coming up at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, and Helmsy are all here today. AD Van Adler has us live on YouTube. You're watching us on YouTube, listening to the Rick and Bubba Radio Network, the podcast archives, or the TuneIn app. However you find the Rick and Bubba Show, we're certainly glad that you're here. And welcome back. There's Bill Bubba Bussey. Glad to be here, Rick. Check rickandbubba.com. Things you need to know today. Fix Mama's Mouth uh, is rolling again today. If your mama needs a dental makeover, uh, you uh, follow the steps there and get mom entered by April the 29th. Dr. Dudney, a $15,000 dental makeover. Also, if you want to go to Talladega Super Speedway, and be a big fat Dega VIP. I uh, go to the contest button, and you could win uh, that VIP trip to Talladega Super Speedway as well. News Talk 1039, Dothan, Alabama. My wife, Sherry, speaking this Wednesday at the community wide prayer breakfast at the Civic Center. If you don't have tickets to that and you'd like to go, we have uh, your contact number at rickandbubba.com under events. Bubba, the Amazing Three is here. The Amazing the Three. Ama- it amazing is a tax three. day tradition. We've done this for many, many years. Yeah, right now uh, a man named Mike is writing an additional check to the government today of $27,000. Hello, that, that, That's the hey, number Mike. to beat. If you uh, pay the most uh, to the government today on top of what you've already paid, uh, you get $100 from Rick Above Incorporated for you and someone who doesn't eat a lot to go to dinner. <laughs> that's right. Somebody who so, can stay in a budget. That's right. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, we have uh, the Amazing Three. Uh, they come in to kind of ease the tax burden today. Uh, if you are not following them on Facebook, you're missing us live on Facebook. We've been having some fun with that. Uh, also, the website, 3 string.com all this in show notes today. You can see everywhere that they may be playing. And uh, and I was told by the founder, Jerry Ryan, uh, for some of you to go ahead. Now, you're going to need a computer to get this date down because there's no there's no hard copy calendar that would allow you to, to write down a date in 2021 just yet. Uh, but Jerry wants me to know that they're going to have their 50th anniversary show in 2021. Yeah. Now, that does mean, Jerry, that there's people listening to this right now that will be dead when that show gets here. <laughs> uh, and hopefully no member of Thrill Strike. Yeah, ho- hopefully. Yeah, let's say Lord willing. How about that? How about Lord willing and the creek don't rise? Yep. Yeah, 50 years. Of, so we're 48 <laughs> years of the amazing three. And uh, you guys have been on our show for most of the 25 years. I mean, yeah, if, if happy not. Happy 25, by the way. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you. Happy thank 48 you. to you. Yeah, um, so you guys, you guys have been coming by uh, for many, many years. Um, and we want to start, Jerry, with just, I mean, people need the tax on. They need it. And uh, and so let's start just with to lay it. down the basis. Let's just lay down the, the foundation. I pay another man to do my taxes. Yep. Because yep. that's one more deduction I can take. That's right. But when they bring the W-2s around, they take from a third to a half of everything you make. They sure do. I am just as patriotic as the next man. Thank you, Jerry. And you know I love that red, white, and blue. (laughs) And I'm going to help to pay this rising cost of freedom. 
But I'll be danged if I'm gonna change my point of view. Take it home, boy. Cause every time them bureaucrats run out of money, Congress sucks it to the working man. And I don't think it's one bit funny when they take so much of my money and do things with it I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't know why they think they gotta squeeze us. But I'll tell you just exactly where I stand. I believe if 10% is good enough for Jesus. Take it, boys. It ought to be enough for Uncle Sam. Amen. Come on, Bobby Horton. Yeah, yes. You know all them folks we keep on sending off to Congress. Yeah, yeah. They think that all they're supposed to do is spend and spend. But it's hard to run a family, much less a country, with more money going out than coming in. I know, we couldn't do it. <laughs> and the debt just keeps on getting bigger. Oh, does it ever, Bubba. And we're all going to have to pay so you don't laugh. You might just look down at your paycheck. Already there, Jerry. And you'll figure out when well, now they just started taking half. Yep. Because every time them bureaucrats run out of money. Come on, baby. Congress socks it to the work and sack. to me, sock it to me, sock it to me, sock it to me. I don't think it's one bit funny. But it takes so much of my money and do things with it. I don't understand. I don't understand. And I don't know why they think they gotta squeeze us. But I'll tell you just exactly where I stand. I believe if 10% is good enough for Jesus, it ought to be enough for Uncle Sam. I believe if 10% is good enough for Jesus. A music treasure, a music treasure. And uh, you know what, Jerry? I think that might have been your best rendition of it yeah. ever. Ever today? I, I'm telling you, you know, <laughs> we had those years that fell off a little bit. <laughs> but, but, I mean, but I remember one time I couldn't remember the words. Yeah. Well, I think that's what we he's don't referring ever to. Sing the second verse. <laughs> yeah, but you did today. Yeah. I, it didn't feel smooth. It did to me. Yeah. It, it oh, really yeah, felt it was, smooth. It felt in the pocket. It right? did. It felt yeah, like it's nutrition. You know. You know. That's what it is. Tiger has his good days, and so do we. That you know. You know. Well said. You that know was how that, goes. that was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Now, if you want to look at upcoming events at Birmingham that you can actually see through on a string this week, uh, you guys are playing work play. That's yeah, a Friday. great, great sure theater are. coming up this uh, this Stay Friday. Good. So you can check that and the other dates are there at, uh, at three on a string.com. Now, we come back. Now, we're not done. We don't set all this up and do one song. No. Uh, no so so no. we're, we're going to come back. Uh, more of the amazing three on the string. We're going to do some favorites that we like. And uh, if you have any requests out there, obviously, you can start shooting those to us. Uh, and we'll we'll look and see because it's I mean this is 48 years yeah. a lot of songs a lot of songs a lot of riffs Rick. a lot of riffs yeah can can you stump three on a string can we come up with a song <laughs> that they don't remember doing people tell us we did things we don't remember <laughs> we'll be back 14 minutes past the hour Rick and Bubba Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba Rick and Bubba. Pass 
the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. 19 minutes now, past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. 866, we be big as our number. The amazing Three on the String with us. Look at their upcoming events there at threeonthestring.com. We've already done the tax song. Mary out of Birmingham. Mary, did you have a request you want us to try to hit today? Mary? 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 Okay. Right, Mary, Mary, we're going to guess what you would have asked for. Uh, so Work Play Theater coming up Friday, Birmingham, Alabama. And then you can see some other dates. And I do want to say something because if you've ever seen them together with the Warblers, if you haven't, and, and you know, took me, I, first time I ever heard this singing group called the Warblers, I didn't know what it was until I realized it was a bird. That, that's a bird, right? Uh, so, and they sing just like a bird. They'll be with Three on the String at Sanford coming up this summer. Uh, for those of you, but there's many other uh, locations uh, that you can see them as well, and you can just go to the website and follow along. Uh, Mary from Birmingham wanted specifically from Bobby Horton, and she said that you have to say it like this Baroque down. I don't know what that means, but that's what Bobby. she said. All right, Baroque down. Does do, that mean anything? Do you know what that means, Bobby? You do? All right, it's okay. We're out of the loop. <laughs> yeah, we're, that's some, uh, yeah. yeah, we do. But, well, we, yeah. there's the three on a string fan club, and then they all have their individual groups. And Mary obviously is from what we call Horton's Who's, and uh, so so they're, they're, they're <laughs> go Mary. Okay, uh, so um, all right, so guys, uh, listen, we're gonna kick it over to you, and I just want you guys just to, to pick until you just, I mean, you can't pick anymore. So uh, yeah, we got Jerry, Barry, uh, not Barry. Oh, I, uh, the hell, love that. That's for you, Barry. Uh, Brad, Andy, and Bobby. Here they are, three on a string on the Rick and Bubba show, a Rick and Bubba tradition. Uh, Bubba, we have to go get you a harmonica. I, got, I still got the one. We here. got one right here. Friends, you'd never guess it. No. <laughs> I really must confess it. I just met the sweetest woman in the whole wide world. What key is this? <laughs> a friend of mine says, buddy, in case your mind is muddy, don't you know that girl you're fooling with, so Peg Leg Johnson's girl. No. You're talking, you know. Oh, Peg Leg's big and mean and tough and grim. <laughs> He'll brain you with his artificial limb. But next morning, bright and early, I stole old Peg Leg's girly. And I also took his wooden leg just to play it safe. But there weren't no time for laughter because he started hopping after. And now I keep on running faster, but he won't give up the chase. And now I'm running across the country, far and wide. Got his wooden leg right by my side. I'm a three-legged man with a two-legged woman being chased cross country by a one-legged moon. Always hopping and he's flopping, but he showed no signs of stopping. I tell you, boys, this life is hard and cruel. Across the deserts and the valleys, and those old dark Chicago alleys, across the mighty Mississippi to the hills of Caroline. Across the mountains of Montana, through the swamps in Louisiana. Every time I look back, he's one foot behind. And I know he must be cold and wet and sick. But in spite of all his woes, he still can kick. Take it, help! Bobby, you gotta be hungry right here. Boys 
ragged and he's filthy, and I'm feeling kind of guilty, mm, yeah. especially in the evenings. When I hear him plead and beg, what he say? He says, spite of all your stealing, friend, I bear you no hard feelings. You can keep the blamed old woman if you'll bring me back my leg. Because uh -oh. although that leg you meant to take was wooden, in the dark by mistake, you took my good leg. Hey! So I'm a three-legged man with a two-legged woman being chased across the country by a one-legged fool. Oh, he's hopping and he's popping, but he showed no signs of stopping. I tell you, boys, his life is hard and cruel. Well, I thought this year, I thought this year I wouldn't mess it up for y'all. Right, so, right. The, the, the harmonic, hear, it, hear it in the purest form. Yeah. Did you yeah. Did you hear Jerry talking about he was watching March Madness? He couldn't remember how you believe how many three on the string fans there were. Yeah, I know it. He said, people just kept holding up threes all yeah, the time. All the time. <laughs> right at a big moment. Like, Fired up. All right, so what are we going to do next year? Uh, Brad's going to play a fiddle tune. All right, here we go. Brad's going to play a fiddle tune. <laughs> find, you, find you, Mike, here. Brad, there we go. Fiddle tune. It's a fiddle tune. All right, you ready, boys? Ready? Yeah. One, two, let's go. <laughs> Devil went down to Georgia, looking for sold steel. He was in a bind and way behind and willing to make a deal. Came across this young man, saw him on the fiddle and playing it hot. Devil jumped up <laughs> on a hickory stump, said, boy, let me tell you what. Oh, Andy, we got to do it. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, okay. Here we Devil jumped up on a hickory stump, said, boy, let me tell you what. I'm working with the elderly. <laughs> Y'all can see me squirming every time. Yeah. You know, the boom, boom, boom's big. It's big enough. I wish y'all could come to a three-on-a-string meeting. <laughs> Fifteen minutes on who's got the next doctor's appointment. <laughs> then we talk about the crossword puzzle, you know. The... And Sudoku. <laughs> <laughs> then somebody's got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Hurry up. Now I forgot to worry. <laughs> Guess you didn't know it, but I'm a bit of a player, too. If you care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play a pretty good fiddle boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul, I think I'm better than you. Boss said my name's Johnny. It might be a sin, but I'll take that bet you're going to regret. I'm the best that's ever been. Hey, Johnny, you're all enough. You're both playing fiddle hard. Cause hell broke loose at Georgia, the devil deals the cards. And if you win, you'll get the shiny fiddle made of gold. But if you lose, the devil gets your soul. <laughs> devil opened up his case, said, I'll start this show. Fire flew from his fingertips as he rosled up his bow. Pulled that bow across the strings and it made an evil hiss. Wait. 
Is that the hiss? It was an evil sounding hiss. Yeah, it Like a flat tire. You know, there might be some songs we just can't do. <laughs> but, but we're going to try. Yeah. Made an Band evil hiss. Band of Demons joined in and it sounded just like this. Johnny said, well, you're pretty good, old son. But sit down in that chair right there and I'll show you how it's done. Find the mountain, run, boys, run. Devil's in the house with the rising sun. Chicken in a red pen, picking out dough. Ready, we don't bite no child, no. Yeah, devil bowed his head, knew that he'd been beat, laid the golden fiddle on the ground at Johnny's feet. Johnny said, devil, come on back, if you ever want to try again, I done told you once, you dang dude, I'm the best there's ever been. Hey! Out the mountain, run, boys, run. Devil's in the house with a rising sun. Chicken in the red pen, picking out dough. Bring we don't mind no child, no. Super Tom, the engineer, great job mixing it, buddy. GrayOnTheString.com. Go to show notes, find out where you can see them. Comedy and music all come together now for 48 solid years. The comedy's extra. Yes, it is. No, no extra charge. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes now past the hour, Rick and Bubba show. Eight six six, we be big is the number. Thank you for being with us, the amazing three. Uh, performing for us again, as is tax day tradition. If you're looking to be the person that gets the one hundred dollars from the Rick and Bubba show today, you now must beat the number one hundred and fifty-three thousand. Hello, now. Yeah, now. So. Um, Oh, just think how many cars you could buy locally for that. I know, 153,000 additional dollars this person has to pay today. Mm. Uh, so mm. if you if you can't mm. beat 153, that person will get $100 from the Rick and Bubba show today toward that 153,000 tax burden. Wow. Uh, so that, who are we identifying that person? Yeah, it, uh, they, we're not identifying them okay. now. I don't I don't yeah. have a name on that person. I, I'm holding mine back to the end. You're holding yours back to the mm-hmm. end? The uh, I'm going to drop it in there. The uh, I, I ha- <laughs> we'll... We'll get to that. So if you can beat that, uh, you need to get uh, that call in here because uh, we'll do this toward the end of the show. We'll declare that that's over. I do want to point you to something that uh, could save you money, uh, carshield.com. Now, those of you that have, making the, have made the move on this, you already see 
uh, the um, the advantages. Amy in Mississippi said, "I see it." I, I, she, she had a car that was you know between five thousand and one hundred fifty thousand dollars, one hundred fifty miles or more. You know, if you're anywhere, if if, if you need to be at least five thousand for it to work for you, but then one hundred and fifty or more, anywhere in between and beyond, Car Shield can help you because once that manufacturer's warranty is over, then car repairs uh, car repairs become your uh, responsibility completely, and the good thing about Car Shield is you get the roadside assistance twenty four seven. You get a rental car while yours is being repaired, uh, and they deal directly with the mechanic or the dealership of your choice. Uh, all you do is just uh, ride the car they provide for you until it is repaired. Uh, and Amy in Mississippi said, "Look, uh, I, the 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 time that I started driving my automobile." It was my baby, and I wanted to try to get to, you know what I wanted out of it. And so I decided when y'all talked about Car Shield, I got an extended warranty on it. I checked into the service. I, I purchased the warranty for uh, very little, considering the age of my vehicle, and I had the warranty for less than six months uh, when the alternator blew out on my older car. Uh, so remember, and she said thanks to Car Shield, I didn't miss a day of work. I had an automobile, and the car was repaired by the person that I felt good about repairing. Uh, so that's the way you want it done. You can go online right now to carshield.com. Use the promo code Bubba, save 10%. There's also a link at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. And use the promo code Bubba and save yourself some money. Look at the ad right there, Rick. The guy in the ad is the uh, fourth Ghostbuster. I didn't know he was was involved with them. Over here with Carshield. That, oh, is, yeah. that is the other yeah. Ghostbuster guy. That, uh, Adler's mm-hmm. showing on YouTube right now as we yeah. do the show. Says he's an actor. Part of a car shield. And the, and one Ernie of the guy, Hudson. Ernie Hudson yeah. is a spokesperson for car shield, or as Bubba refers to him, the fourth Ghostbuster. Yeah. He was, yeah. And that's, 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 it. That's, it, that's, that's who he is. He, was, as so, he as will always others. be the fourth Ghostbuster. Well, he was one of them. He just joined late. Yeah. You know, they, they in the some movie. extra help. Yeah. Did, did I ever tell y'all on the air, or was it off the air, when, uh, when we went to Italy and, you know, you're trying to kill time? On the plane, you watch all these movies. That documentary about how Bill Murray shows up at all these different places all the time. Did I, did I ever tell uh, you about that? Uh, no. There, there's all kinds of Bill Murray legends. And, of course, if you look at the documentary, the picture on it has Bigfoot and then Bill Murray's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> because it, t- it talks about all the That's legends good. of, like, undoubtedly Bill Murray, you know, obviously is not trying to be successful. He's been successful. And people keep asking him about a, a Ghostbusters full-blown Everybody who's alive come back and, and yeah, do it. Because one of them, one of them passed. Right? Yeah, what, what's his name? Uh, the one that was the scientist of the group. Yeah, 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 yeah. Harold Ramis. Harold, Harold Ramis went yeah. on in. Who's done a lot of funny movies? Yeah, and even, he's directed a lot. Of yeah, that's what I mean. Directed them or been in them. I mean, Stripes was awesome. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. so, that, so that's gold. I was on the other day. I yeah. had to watch it. <laughs> it's a fact, <laughs> Jack. Is it Sergeant Holcomb? <laughs> Is it called Searching for Bill Murray? It's something I mean, Bill Murray does. There's a lot of days I feel like Sergeant Hulka and something I'm yeah. doing during the day yeah. because I see it going over the cliff, uh, and, yeah. and you try to warn them, and nobody believes you, and there it goes. Yeah, pull up Bill, uh, the documentary about Bill Murray sightings, and I, I can't remember. I'm missing your point. What do you mean they sighted right. the well, event? Here, the, the, this is what it is. Like, all the stories are in there, and then this guy's saying, are these real stories? Are people making them up? Did, oh, did it really they happen? claim interactions they've had with Bill Murray? Right, and and they're and they're amazing. Like okay. like like for instance, like there was a couple that was like doing somebody was doing f- uh, wedding pictures of them, and they're like, you know, they were I think they were in uh, like Charleston, South Carolina, which he has a house. He hangs out there a lot, I think. Uh-huh. And they said they're standing there, and then all of a sudden they look up, and behind the photographer, Bill Murray's making faces at them. <clears throat> and they're oh, like, they're, 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 like, they're, like, like, they're okay. like, that's Bill Murray. And then he goes over and gets in the picture with him. Hmm. So they document theirs. Then, like, guy said he like went over to somebody's house 
like this. It was just a normal get together, and they had a band in there, and they look, and Bill Murray is there. And they look when he's washing dishes. Like, like, and, and like one bar, they went in, and Bill Murray was bartending. Oh my god! Like was and they look, and he's he's and everybody and people go out in the street and says Bill Murray's in here bartending, and they go in there. And he just like they said, he just kind of lives this life and just goes around, and and they said like and they, and they said that you know he's part owner of a minor league baseball team there too. And they said, so okay. he'll, sh- he'll show up at those games oh, all the yeah. time in, in Charleston. And that's just and, funny. And, and, that uh, is funny. Like, like those, those people were playing kickball, and they look, and all of a sudden the outfield is Bill Murray. <laughs> 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 and and he, he just keeps showing up. And, all, and, and of all these stories that's great. about that people funny. that says Bill Murray will just come out of nowhere. Just normal <laughs> situations. Also you look, hey, there's Bill there's, Murray here with us. Yeah, like, there is hit chocolate. Yeah, like one, like, yeah, a guy was on the side of the road. with it. He was broke down, and the guy, all of a sudden he looks, and, and over helping is Bill Murray. And, I mean, and, this footage, that, it is yeah, Bill yeah, Murray. Yeah, yeah. And they keep seeing him everywhere. And I watched the documentary. They said that he, like, there he is. Like, the, the, the funniest <laughs> one is when it was like, when it was some kind of college thing, and they go in there, and the kitchen was a mess, like college people live in these rented houses, and they look, and Bill Murray's in there washing the dishes. That is funny. <laughs> and he just shows up. And that one guy said, like, he said, I'm like a nobody, and I come in, and Bill Murray's, like, sitting at the bar, and I get to talking to him. And he said, I, I, I literally had I had walked my dogs, and I, so I had them kind of over there. under. Uh, no, I had to go check on my dogs, that's what it was. And Bill Murray's like, well, okay, well, why don't you go make sure your dog's okay and come back, and, and then we'll go hang out. And the guy's like, are you serious? <laughs> and he goes, and he, and he said, I go, the go, I come back, and he goes, well, I didn't see him. I thought, well, okay, he's messed with him. And also the guy comes and said, hey, are you so-and-so? He said, he said Bill Murray's outside waiting on me. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 and, they go, and then he goes and watches some concert with Bill Murray. He, he, has, he said, I got an extra ticket. You want to go with me? One woman said he took her in to watch the Red Sox. She's standing well, see, outside. There's one she said, thing. all of a sudden, Bill Murray walks up and says, hey, have you got a ticket to the game? And, and, see and the, she's like, no. And he goes, well, come on. I got extra ticket. You can come watch it with me. And she goes, all of a sudden, I just go to the Red Sox game with Bill Murray. How about that? Well, see, wow. the, the, title, the title says a lot. Bill Murray's a star because of the right. movies he's done. But now he's becoming mythical. Right. That's see, it. which mm-hmm. is even another step in my book. Yeah. When so, you become mythical. So what's the yeah. name of it? Is that what's made? Uh, the, yeah, the, the Bill Murray stories. Life, Life lessons <laughs> learned from a mythical man. Yeah, and you'll know they have, you have the right <laughs> one. Hilarious. There's a picture of like Bigfoot with his face on it on one of the ads. That's funny. I watched that on the airplane, and it really is hilarious. The, the, all that. these legends uh-huh. of people going, we're sitting there, we're looking, there's Bill Murray. The guy's playing kickball when they look and he's in the outfield. <laughs> he just joined the game. <laughs> he just joined the game. And he, they said he just comes out of nowhere. We need to do that with Bubba around Birmingham. Yes. Oh, we do. We yeah. Make Bubba That'd show be awesome. Yes. I, I, think, I think I already do it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> What about, restaurants what about when you walk through the kitchen and Bill Murray's in there doing the dishes? Oh, That's funny. Uh, let's not find me there eating. Brett in Tuscaloosa. That's you, what yours with places they saw you eating. All right. Uh, Brett in Tuscaloosa, go ahead. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. We're great. Good. Go, go ahead. Yeah, hey, so I got a Bill Murray legend happen to one of my uh, friends. He, uh, he was down in, uh, uh, I believe it was, uh, it's not Baton Rouge. He was down for Mardi Gras. Uh, and uh, he was standing in the middle of the crowd, people everywhere, and uh, all of a sudden he looks right beside him, and Bill Murray is standing right next to him. And uh, Bill Murray all of a sudden kicks him right in the shin and looks at him and says, no one will ever believe you, and runs away. (laughs) Well, that's uh, what they said he says. He'll he'll, he'll appear, and then he'll tell the people, you know no one will ever believe this. And then he he, he moves on. See, what a great myth. Yeah, it is. That's great. That's That's all I got, guys. Thank Thank you. you. Yeah, that's exactly the kind of stories that are in here. I hate he made that up. Yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> they, him in the no, shins. But what, what's what's funny? Like these one guys, they were shooting some sort of 
you know, independent movie or whatever. And then, of course, he, he ends up walking by or whatever. And next thing they know, they get up and they ask him, would you do one of those serious slow motion shots where everybody walks real slow motion with serious faces? He's like, yeah, go ahead. Let's roll. And he gets in with them. They all come around the corner in like slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So undoubtedly, so he's pretty good. They, they're saying that like in this point in his life, he's just kind of, he's like, I'm just going to have a blast. Yeah. I'm just going to. Cut off. I want to yeah. go to ball game. I'll roll over here if I want. Take right, a stranger I, with me. Fine. If, if I hear somebody's got a band playing yeah, down yeah. the street, I'll just go in there and stand in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> they said the police came to shut it down, and Bill Murray even started talking to the police about letting them play one more song. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then they, oh, were, one more. they were just like, the police. Oh, what went, about one more? Well, because he said the police went from shutting it down to getting the pictures made with Bill Murray. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He yeah. deflected them. Yeah. You look, Greg, like one time this family's having dinner, and you look, and there's an extra seat, and Bill Murray's sitting there. Like, like they'd seen him. He came in and had dinner with them. <laughs> <laughs> It's a real cool documentary. Yeah, I like it. The Mythical Legend. Nobody will ever believe it. It's uh, 15 minutes to the top of the hour. 866-WE-BE-BIG. We'll get into your phone calls coming up. We'll look at any stories that still need to be covered today. There's quite a few of them out there. We got the story about the guy getting killed by the bird. And that's been the big one from the weekend. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba. It's 10 minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. We're back. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Jason is in Monroeville standing by. Undoubtedly, more people will Bill Murray sightings. How weird. I know. When I saw the documentary, I didn't know this was a thing. And what the last guy said is what they say in the documentary, too, is he'll do something, look at you, go, you know nobody will ever believe you. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, So, uh, Jason, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. How are you? Go ahead. Yeah, man. How you guys doing? Fantastic. So I'm at the national championship in 2009, and we have two extra seats next to us, and we're thinking, well, we get to spread out a little bit. And all of a sudden, Rick, uh, he, Bill Murray's walking down the aisle and sits right next to us, and we're like, holy cow! I can't believe Bill Murray's sitting next to us. <laughs> and uh, of course, I'm asking him questions like, hey, uh, who are you here rooting for? And he's like, yeah, I'm just here recruiting for Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> so did, did, did he just hang? Did he just hang with you and watch the whole game? Yeah, I mean, just sits there the whole game. He goes and, to, and gets something out of concession stands, and he comes back with this box top lid full of French fries and passes it down the whole aisle, giving everybody French fries on our aisle. He's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> yeah, he seems just, I think he's just having a blast. I really That's awesome. I, now, Rick, like, I got nothing else to prove. Wow. Now, Rick, for the record, he has homes in L.A. Uh, he has one in Santa Fe, has one in Martha's Vineyard, has one in Charleston, South Carolina. And uh, one in New York, a suburb of New York City. Uh, so we, he moves around. We continue. Uh, Dothan, 1039, <laughs> Slade standing by. Slade, go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, Green Acres and Monkey Grass. Appreciate the call very much. <laughs> What's on your mind? Uh, well, I've, I've seen the documentary, and I think it's hilarious. I was just wondering, though, uh, maybe you guys ought to consider – designating from now until the rapture one seat in the uh, Golden Circle ticket to be the Bill Murray seat. Yeah, just leave one open for it. All right, yeah. we have one, and we, one and we put on it, we put a picture of his his head on it on the back of it, Yeah, and yeah. we and we say reserve yeah. for Bill Murray. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, if you're listening, I, please please do one of your surprise encounters with us. 
I wouldn't you love to hang? You're talking about the Golden Circle ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Rick, when you Google when you Google his sightings, <laughs> it comes it comes up Bill Murray stories dash. No one will ever believe you. <laughs> right. That's his go to. <laughs> How about he kick the guy in the shin and tell you that? <laughs> just so he'd have a story. To no, tell I, I couldn't remember watching it. Which one was my favorite? The kickball game. Or the fact that he was in there washing dishes and somebody and somebody's <laughs> yeah, you already seen him. They, they got footage of him. He's just sitting there I mean, making sure they're all getting done. Uh, we continue. Craig, I'm sorry, Greg, out of Vestavia Hills, the home of the Rick and Bubba Broadcast Plaza. Go ahead. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Good. Great. All right. So uh, my Bill Morris story, uh, working in Charleston, South Carolina. I worked there all week with some accounts. Heading home. I'm in the airport. I'm dying to get on the plane. Going to be the that guy that's going to be the first guy on the plane sure. behind whomever. Long story short, I go up to him. She said, "Yeah, we're about to board." And I turned around and I hear this voice, and it kind of you know one of those deals you hear it and you're like, "Ah, eh, nah." Right. And as I turned around, there's a I see catch a glimpse of some checkered pants walking on the plane. <laughs> well, I look at the stewardess and she kind of looks at me and kind of turns away, and I can tell that she doesn't want to say anything. Right. So of course, mm-hmm. I stay right there in the beginning of the line and don't say anything to anybody. She said, go ahead and go on. So I go on the plane, and sure enough, he's at fourth row, first class, stuffing a bag in the in the top of the uh, overhead. Right. I ease up to him, and he doesn't see me, and I arm check him. No, you did not. Yes, I did. You gave a little forearm, little little little, little hey, how, how about yeah. you? A little uh, hey, how you doing? And I was a little excited. <laughs> he stumbles forward and he whips his head around and looks at me, and I grab him and I pick him back up and I stick my my head right up to his ear and I said, "Hey, man, sorry about that. Appreciate your work." And he gave me the most genuine smile and he said, "Man," he grabbed me on the shoulder. He said, "I really appreciate that." And I said. Sorry, I was a little overzealous there. <laughs> and he's like, "No, no, no." So uh, he sits down and. I go back to my seat, and he's, you know, nobody's paying any attention. They don't catch it. It's just act yeah. totally normal. And I'm sitting next to a guy, and I talked to him. I said, yeah, I just arm-checked Bill Murray up in first class. <laughs> he said, no, you didn't. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I did. And, and I said, now, don't go up there and bug him and tell him a guy, you know, arm-checked you right. or whatever. And he, I said, if you go up there to the bathroom, you can glance over and give him a wink, but that's it. I said, do not make a scene. And sure enough, he went up there and had to give him more than an arm wink and Patted him on the shoulder, but really, really genuine guy. Yeah, it seems like he just that's my story. He's, he got it seems like he enjoys. It. I yeah, think he yeah. just have, just like the people, the couple said when they were sitting there. The photographer was getting on to him, said, "What are y'all laughing at?" And the guy's like, "I don't know how to tell you this, but Bill Murray's making faces at us." <laughs> yeah, and he was behind the, the photo guy <laughs> making, making faces at him. And of course, the photo guy thought, well, what, "What a random thing to say." Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I have a question. And then he turns around and he's like standing behind him, like dressing something goofy, just making faces. <laughs> Uh, we we know the Bill Murray movies, you know, Ghostbuster and Stripes, Groundhog Day, and Caddyshack. They've been Caddyshack. Yeah, how can we forget that? Have you ever? Did you ever see Rock the Casbah? I, I don't. I, I'm just looking at his movies. I don't no. remember that at all. Uh, I haven't seen that. Hmm. If I did, I don't recall it. No, I don't either. Steve, was, I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. No, go ahead. Stephen Hoover, 104.7 WZZK. Go ahead, bud. Morning, guys. Hey. Uh, Many years ago, I was at the U.S. Open when it played in Wingfoot, and Bill Murray and uh, Peter Jacobson are good friends. He had just finished filming uh, Ghostbusters in New York, and he'd come out to the golf course and was following Peter Jacobson around. 
he was under contract with AT&T. After his golf round, he'd come into their corporate tent, and Murray came in with him. And they had planned that because they had a bunch of pictures of, of Bill Murray. And all the tents were uh, had high school and college students working at them. When they found out that Bill Murray was in our tent, all the other tents shut down. There must have been 200 kids there. He signed contra- uh, contracts. He signed pictures uh, and w- with those guys, and the kids just went crazy. Yeah, it, it, it seems like that he's just – they said the way he just kind of carries himself, it doesn't really cause. You know what I mean? It kind of blends yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, and it's and then when you see him, he just like makes faces at you. And, <laughs> it's kind of like the character that he is. All he right. kind of is that character in every movie. Think about it. Yeah, well, and they, and they said like when he came to their house, the end up eating at somebody's house. He just sat there with the rest of the family and talked with everybody. <laughs> and it's like That's it's like bizarre. he he gets some kind of charge of just saying, "All right, I'm I'm walking out right now." tonight and i'm gonna walk down a block or two and i'm just gonna randomly see if i see people grilling out or whatever i'm just gonna join in the park i'm just gonna walk right up in it and i think he i think he like loves it <laughs> that's just funny uh matt and huntsville we got about 40 seconds tell us about what happened with your dad hey my dad told me a story uh where he volunteered to be one of those marshals at the u.s open at wingfoot so same as the previous caller yeah and he was the guy that held the uh, one of the guys that held the quiet sign right before golfer shoots and uh, he told me a story. He held the quiet sign up, and everyone got quiet. Everyone was staring at the golfer except for one guy about five feet away, and he's staring at my dad right in the face. It's Bill Murray. <laughs> and, and my dad looks at him, and he, and he just gives him this blank stare, and then he cracks a grin, and he puts his finger up to his lips to tell him to <laughs> So he just loves like he's staring. Everybody's watching the golfer, and he's just staring right at the guy. Yeah. He said he's the only guy in the gallery not looking at the golfer. He's just glaring at him. There's That's there's so... a couple who's getting their pictures made. Look, and he just shows up out there making faces out of behind him. Golly. All right, Bill Murray stories. I, I didn't know that. I had no idea. Until I saw the documentary, I didn't know, I didn't know about this legend. Top of the hour. If you leave us, have a big day. If you got more Rick and Bubba, we got much more to cover. You can reach us at 866 We Be Big. Don't forget our website, everything you need there. Rick and Bubba, spell out the word and.com. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Common sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick and Bubba. A brand new hour has uh, has begun at eight six six. We be big. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler's got you covered live on YouTube. You're watching on YouTube. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Listening to America's greatest radio stations, catching podcast archives, or streaming live on the TuneIn app. However you get the Rick and Bubba Show, we're thankful that you're here. Skunk Baxter at Rick and Bubba University, earning his degree in common sense, which has now become a superpower. Welcome back, Bill Bubba Bussy. Uh, Rick, glad and honored to be here. Thank you very much. Uh, if you're wondering on the tax burden today, we're looking for the person who wants to pay 
uh, are going to have to pay, didn't want to pay, has to pay today to the government uh, the biggest check on top of what they've already paid all year long. We have a new leader, the new leader right now, $160,000. And uh, if you end up having the most uh, to pay today, in addition to what you've already paid, we'll help you with that tax burden by giving you $100. And if you can have dinner with that, if you don't take too many people or pick the right person to go with you. And the right r- restaurant. <laughs> now, you could do well at Taco Bell on that. Oh, yeah. I, I almost get the whole menu almost. I mean, yeah, you would be real close to getting the whole menu. You don't even need 20 more dollars. You get the whole menu. Bless you, Taco Bell. All right. Is it this guy saying you told him to call? Well, I had an, I don't know if it is the emailer that we had earlier. He had emailed me what his check was, and I told him that he needed to call in because he would go to first place. But now we've had higher totals come in since then. Oh. So I don't know if it's the same person or not. Okay, are you the person that like that Bubba that Bubba told you to call in? But you, now that now you're not as big as the biggest. Yeah, I thought that he may be interested in the the Trump tax law change. That, yeah, that yeah. took off about forty one grand uh, of what I would have paid. Mm. Well, that's a positive. Yes. Yeah, so, so yeah. So so tell us how how does that play in? Where does that come from? Well, as a small business owner, you're if you're a pass through entity, twenty percent of your pass through income is deductible from your net profit straight off the top. Right, like so, you're talking about like an S chapter corp? It, well, you know, you're a sole proprietor, you're an LLC, you're right. a chapter S, S corp, and a C corp, of course not, but any of any of those are pass-through entities. Now, how does that change from pre-Trump tax laws? Well, <laughs> a lot longer discussion, and I'm not an accountant. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a consultant, so, so yeah, maybe an well, accountant can ho- give you a better answer. I was hoping you could help. Obviously, all accountants are like really, really busy right now, so they don't they don't yeah. they don't have time for a meeting. Yeah, and they make strange but, noises when you do talk to them. Right, yeah, you know. But, but I but I, I've been told this year I don't owe anything additional, and and that was good news. And I was just wondering if that had something to do with it. And, and probably cer- so. Certainly, it does because I I normally owe more today, and and I, I was told that I'm I'm good that I don't owe anything additional. Which I'm I, guessing you guys are are 1099 income in a lot of uh, income streams that you have. Uh, some, but but not not not, not a lot. I, uh, the the company itself is is a C, right? Oh, okay. No, yes. Are we an S? Yeah. Okay, well then we oh. probably did benefit from it. Yeah. Then. Okay. All right. So um, yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate that. And I en- enjoy it, your show. I've I've listened to you guys since uh, gosh '96, I think. Oh. Oh well, thank you, man. That's, we appreciate it, brother. You, you've been there twenty-three of the twenty-five. <laughs> that way to work. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, that quick was, math, Rick. Well, well, you know how you have uh, still writing pretty big check today, there. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, but our our new biggie is one hundred and sixty thousand. Yeah, no, nah. right, you're right. That's. I know, uh, I know, it's what you owe, but it's just, man, I just can't imagine. Having to write that check down. You What's know? funny is watching Skunk Baxter tell me hey, he's he's typing in something now and it's about to send to us. Okay, because he was ta- I think somebody just broke the one sixty. Because he was telling me to look, but there was nothing there. And, I, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and he was telling me to look at nothing. Very passionate. Oh, yeah. right, right. Oh, look at this nothing. <laughs> there's <laughs> your new total right there. Yeah, because yeah, I still it. see the old total. I don't, I don't see. No, it oh, two hundred and eleven k. Where where am I supposed to be? Looking? Uh, he just put it on line. line three. Okay, for some reason he typed it right there in line three. Nowhere near where the one sixty is. So it's so it's so it's, so it's two hundred. See what what I was looking is where we've been putting all the other ones. You know? <laughs> Silly you, Rick. Silly. What kind of thought process is that? I don't know. I mean, it's, <laughs> 
now we're spinning the wheel of numbers, and I mm-hmm. guess it just lands wherever it may. I, hey, I'll scan the whole screen next time, Skunk. That's, that's on me. He got it. He's got <laughs> it in the right. He's got it in the right spot. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, How about I'm this? I'm going to scan the whole screen and attempt to read your mind next time. I'm, 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 we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> and go with a few sign languages. <laughs> <laughs> If I just get where I can get it, te- if I can just get it telepathically, I can just get it immediately. Uh, yeah, uh, such a great heart. But, but you have to think real hard. Yeah, uh, two hundred and eleven thousand <laughs> is the new number. Two hundred and eleven thousand. Yeah. So that's that's our walking dog right now, and we'll help them with one hundred dollars. Um, you know, this past weekend we were talking about different parts of the country had severe weather, and a lot of us didn't get. Uh, you know, you, your sleep might have been interrupted, and James Span mm-hmm. uh, was doing uh, wall-to-wall weather uh, when it, about the severe weather that was coming through the south. There was a guy that has made um, a social media. Uh, it's a meteorologist, and apparently oh his sidekick is named John. He's also a meteorologist. <laughs> well, he's and what? His name is Meteorologist. He's with WTVA News. and um, well, It's an extremely difficult situation they're in. I mean, yes. it's live TV. you got right. people's life mm-hmm. in your hands, and you're trying to get all this technical stuff up right. and out for it. And it's a wonder we don't have more of these type right. things. Right. Well, um, I had some fun with James Spann. I shouldn't have done it, but because he was in the middle of like this guy, very high stress, because we had severe weather in you know four or five states. And and I texted him as I was going to bed on a Saturday night. I told him that uh, I knew we were still in danger while I was sleeping, but I wasn't going to do anything. We just listened for the siren. And then I was going on to bed. And uh, <laughs> that'll get old James that going. That put him in overdrive. He loved that. But anyway, yeah. so it. But the tensions are high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And undoubtedly, we Stressful. had a, we had an anchor and a meteorologist get after a two meteorologist. Uh, no, yeah. This, two this, weather folks. Yes, correct. Okay. Uh, and um, here is uh, where is just this a little bit of an exchange? WTVA is the the uh, the TV station. Do Take we know where it is? That could potentially be a tornado debris signature there. On Stormtrack Doppler radar. You know what happened, John? In the five minutes we didn't have radar data, it produced a tornado. <laughs> now we do have reports, John. We do now have reports from the Matheson area. <laughs> this guy's wrong. Man, a lot. See, we came up. Uh, Molly Crew, dirt. <laughs> oh, no, no. Quick, turn it off. Please go back. Let's see it one more time. So, John? This now guy's. We do have reports. John? Oh. We do now have reports from the Matheson area. <laughs> oh, he's that so potentially be a tornado <laughs> debris signature there. On Stormtrack Doppler radar, you know what happened, John? In the five minutes we didn't have radar data, it produced a tornado. Well, I'm mad about it. Now we do have reports. John? John's the other one now. We do now have reports from the <laughs> John's busy, isn't he? I bet you think John can't stand him. Oh, you know. Oh, you know. About, hey, don't you call me out on air. What, what about the meeting today? Oh, oh my goodness. dandy. It'll be yeah. a dandy. Everybody's in there so, sipping coffee. So apparently they were watching. They were watching some kind of system, and their radar went out. When it came back up, there was already a debris ball. Popped <laughs> you know what up. happened, John? You know what happened, John? Um, when, the, we, when we didn't have a satellite, it produced tornado. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen one just have a it looks like, fit like that. WTVA is uh, around the Tupelo, like? Mississippi area. I think. You know what it's happened, in, in John? I was John when, when the radar was picture. down. We had a tornado. Like, 
What would John? You, what you doing if I was in John form tackling from my, from yeah. my, he was off camera? Yeah, did a Terry Tate <laughs> linebacker. Yeah, just had enough. That's good stuff right there. Golly. John. Yeah. John. That, look, if they're in Tupelo, we got some listeners that know these guys. Yeah. Gosh, that's gold. That is gold. <laughs> Those suspenders was mad. By the way, I, I got caught in something that Span's doing now. Have you seen when he does his fireside chats? No, no I, haven't, uh, I haven't seen that. I like it. When's he doing that? I'll tell you. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. 21 minutes past the hour. All right, now everybody's starting to clue us in on who these two people are. Yeah, Matt and John. Matt and John, WTVA, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Out of Tupelo, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously, like Bubba predicted, a lot of people in these, in and around these areas that um, that know them. And, and apparently there's been an apology mm-hmm. that the, the guy who the young guy's eating up is a seasoned veteran. Yeah. Did you see his um, picture? No. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Um, I mean <laughs> – so, um, very, John, very seasoned. He's, he's the wily old veteran. Yeah, very seasoned. Maybe. Well, he's he's the wily old veteran. <laughs> okay. We'll just leave it at that. Yep. Yeah, uh, I, I would love to. I would love to talk to him on the air and just hear about it because that's that's look. It's a very serious thing what they're doing, but that was funny. I don't care who you are. That's it, funny. it was so. The, that's funny today. The sun's out. Right. You know, yeah. So so young guys apologizing for eating up seasoned veteran. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, uh, Matt, who is the lead there, uh, he went on to Facebook and said. Um, Knowing the wrestling fan he is, John would appreciate this when we had a good long conversation this afternoon about how ridiculous people have been today. And I am hearing from Thurlow and others that the viewers blew the, all this back and forth and, and all that uh, way out of proportion. But we thought it was pretty funny. But, but well, a, now, how would we feel if we looked up and James Spann had become the seasoned Wiley O veteran mm-hmm. and some young buck, Charles, was, was hollering at him like he was a child? What if Charles was hollering at James? What if Charles was hollering at somebody? What if Charles was hollering at James Spann like he right. was some child that didn't know what he was doing? We right. wouldn't like it. No. Yeah. I will uh, tell you, though, way. even in the middle of great you know, tornado damage, when the meteorologist cannot get the control room to punch up the right thing, I get tickled sometimes. Right. Um, Can I have somebody Matt. give me the tower cam back in there? Anybody in the control room? Anybody? Yeah, yeah anybody. Uh, Frustrated. Matt, Matt yeah. went on to say yeah. in his Facebook post that um, someone actually told him that he should be ashamed, talking about John. He was on his phone during the broadcast, <laughs> uh, but he was checking on his son in Starkville. Uh, that's why he was on the phone, and they say he wasn't paying attention and all this kind of stuff, you know, really getting on him. Right. says, John knows how much uh, he means to uh, our coverage mm-hmm. and how much I respect him, how much he brings to the table oh. with WTVA Weather Authority. Uh, that um, And saving lives is all that matters uh, on a night like tonight, and uh, my only regret is that uh, people did still perish. Uh, in the spite of our, in spite of our efforts, he says, "Our prayers are that my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who suffered, uh, um, uh, who who let's see, I'm, who suffering death and resurrection, we remember this holy week, brings these families peace and rest. We pray for all those that lost their lives and their families." And he said, "Also, here's my own air apology to John, John, uh, and John showing uh, the support that helps our staff." So I'm sitting here trying to read through this long Facebook post. How about touchy. this, Matt? Matt, when he got into when he got in a frustrated situation, disrespected uh, he, he uh, an, an older veteran, he lost mm-hmm. it, and he's apologizing for it. Yeah, but he was disrespectful to it. Oh, we yes, all know in the yeah. heat of the yeah. battle, you can lose your cool. Right. Well, look, mm-hmm. that happens. You just look. That happens. Don't Part take it of personal. It. No. Yeah. Well, people love John though. 
Um, and speaking of, of course, he did say he wish John put that phone down. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, of meteorologists mm-hmm. that are that are in the fire sometimes, Rick. There's Charles Daniels. Yes, right? and it, love oh, Charles. Oh, I yeah. do too. Right. I've got the apology of okay. them both on camera. At the oh, same that's time. good. Charles, would you ever treat James Spann with such disrespect? Hey, Biggins. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> I, I tell you what, you know, in the heat of battle, I can see, but no, I, I would never do that. Um, <laughs> you know, my job, and I tell everybody just joking around. You know, my job is just to make James Spann look pretty on TV. That's that's my whole job. Oh, I got to make sure all that stuff behind him. You know, I just move that radar around behind him and the cameras and all that fun stuff. But yeah. uh, you know, I, I get it. But uh, I tell you, you know, I love working with James. But if if he ever starts snapping at me like that. With the snaps and the claps, I'm like, look, boss, we got to talk. <laughs> I'm grown Charles, man. Has James ever has James ever had to get your attention? Yeah, but usually it's you know when we're you know analyzing data or whatever, he'll he'll just say Charles, and that's enough for me. I, mean, yep. <laughs> you know, I, I usually try to anticipate where he's going and, and doing that stuff anyway. But yeah, I don't think he's ever gotten uh, gotten that upset. You know? That was a little snappy. Boss, yeah, was a little the boss has got a cool head, you know. The boss is pretty level-headed. Yeah, I, I, every time. If I was John, I'd had to roll out there and taught that little man a lesson or two. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, every time Rick texts him and tells him he can't hear the siren, a little hair falls out. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I text him. I said, James, I'm gonna go on to bed. Siren ought to get me up. We got any problem? <laughs> oh, Lord. I, and you know. You know what I'm gonna talk? I'm gonna I'm gonna talk. We get a minute here in a minute about uh, James's uh, fireside chat that we all need to learn how to read maps. Mm -hmm. He he got upset about that. Was fantastic. That was about three or four o'clock in the morning, and we were delirious at that point. So I don't even know what we were talking about. Well, James just put out with the fact people can't read maps. Yeah, he, he said, yeah. "I'm not asking you to get real in depth with it, but you're gonna have to learn how to read basic maps. Know where your city is compared to another city." He said, "Y'all, go, we're gonna have to learn how to find our own city on the map." Yeah, that's great. You'd be surprised; it's pretty bad. Oh no, no, I, I would not. By the way, remember, I also deal with the same public y'all do. Yeah. So, Charles, yeah. had you had you rather be the number two guy in the studio, or had you? rather be out storm chasing no i'm too old for that now i i did that back in the day and uh you know after after you have kids i'd just rather be in the studio yeah there you uh, go you know, i don't want to be out there chasing the storms we, we let brian peters do that he's he's good enough and and he's smart enough he can get in there with the storms and do it safely and i'll be right home and comfortable and dry yeah. in the studio. Yeah, I hear you. thanks for calling us buddy all right, you brothers, be good. Guys. Thanks, Charles. Charles. All right, this is Matt and John, and now the video quality is pretty <laughs> oh, bad. Can you can wait. hear the audio. Oh, this is the on. on is this the when they pod. fake and act like they're not yeah, mad? Yeah. Oh, and, I, and, and I want to apologize for clapping at you. Oh, like no, was, no, no, well, apparently it's going viral. But, okay. That's um, what I hear. It's one of those, explain. like, I couldn't, I couldn't get your attention. It's the same thing when Tom Brady's running up around the center. Now, you've seen this on TV. You know, Tom, what is Tom doing? People are sitting there, they're just kind of like not as intense. And this guy right here, I, I'm joking about it, but he is the Tom Brady of weather. Wow. I mean, no, I mean, come on now. I sometimes come in with that intensity. Come on, you're always with that intensity. This guy, you know, he can, uh-huh. I mean, he can run a team. He can run a team very well. And I think I, that's why I look at it. Tom, Clap at him again. Tom yelling at people on the sideline, you drop that ball or whatever it is. And that, you know, that, that happens. <laughs> Are you okay, Speedy? No, I'm not body language is a little tough there, wasn't it? Look, look, I, wish, I wish Matt was apologizing. <laughs> yeah. Well, everything's fine, cool, and then.
Nice. I, t- I hope I all the storms are gone now. by that point. Right? Yeah, I didn't even worry. What about when? I don't like Matt. What, what was Matt doing? No, when I'm John so was complimenting him, he was like, "Well, I'm <laughs> by the way, he's also wearing his suspenders, trying to be James." <laughs> I, I'm so uncomfortable. That was a weird. Everybody wants to be James. James is the standard. That's the right. I mean, thing if here. anybody's a Tom Brady, it's James, not this guy. I'm sorry. I'm sure he does a good job. Well, he might be there. Goodness he might gracious, be Tom Brady. Well, but James is yeah. everywhere. James, let's not act like James just does local stuff. Is that Matt on the line nationwide? Is that? Is that the Matt? Is it the Matt? Yeah, Matt, we need Matt to apologize to John more. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. Well, we'd like no, to talk talking to, to Skunk. To Matt. I'd like to talk to Matt. Oh, let me get Skunk's myself. attention. Hold. <laughs> Skunk, Skunk. No, here's the thing. He's not even he's not even acknowledging right. the thing he did about the radar. Yeah. All he's talking about is the clapping at him. Yeah. You know? It, it well, seemed, it it seemed apparently like... I'm seeing some debris. Or, let me tell you what happened, John. Apparently, here's what here's what the deal is. <laughs> The way the viewers spun it, or the way they looked at it, is that John was the one that should apologize because he wasn't paying attention, not how Matt acted. Or let oh, me ask wow. you this: Do you but, think but, but the radar was. was not on John? It was someone, someone else. And he was just well, talking well, to John. He was about talking it. to John about it, but then he was frustrated with John on the second time. That's well, a possibility. Well, we talked to Matt. We'll ask. That's right. When Matt calls here and clears the air, we'll we'll get to the bottom of it. <laughs> Y'all know Matt. Tell him to call us. That's right. Hothead. Or John, either one. We'll I'd, I'd had to tell Matt, now look, is all this worth getting some whip? <laughs> <laughs> it ain't worth all that, is it? Yeah, yeah. Don't let a hook echo get you in the bind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to put you in a polygon you ain't never going to forget. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Five minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Go ahead. Was the time I tried to kill a man just for looking at me wrong? Anger so strong I couldn't stop myself. Lifelock.com and the Rick and Bubba show have been partnering for a long time, and now more than ever, it's important to have the best protection that is available on the market today, and Lifelock certainly provides that for us. You've heard us tell the stories of how many times they have come through for us. Um, but you know what? If you're not protected by LifeLock, which now includes Norton Security for all your wireless devices, uh, you, you're out there. I mean, you're, 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 you are really, we talk about the Animal Planet documentaries, you are prey, and you're just wandering through the Serengeti mm. with, no, with no cover of any kind. Good luck. Hoping something doesn't take you out. Uh, there's just, in today's world, our personal information is everywhere. There's so many ways that cyber criminals can try to take what is yours. That's why we say, thank goodness, we're under the protection of LifeLock, Identity Theft Protection, and Norton, and you could be as well. And it's not a lot of money. And if something does happen, because you know there's nothing out there that's going to see every single transaction uh, or is going to stop all cyber crime, but this is the best protection. But if something does happen, you get your own restoration specialist uh, who will take your identity and start working alongside you and getting it back uh, where it should be. Uh, so go to lifelock.com now and use the promo code Bubba. You get 10% off, or you can call them at 1-800-LIFELOCK and mention the code Bubba. All right, so we're trying to unpack everything that's been going on with this. I think we have gotten down to, you know, this, the situation with the two weather people. I told you that um, we had um, we had James give us a fireside chat that we all need to know <laughs> how to read maps better. Right. I agree with James. Yeah, yeah. and James saying, look, when we've got to get to the point when I'm showing you a map, you know where you live. So you're telling me there are people, I know this is, I mean, why I'm asking, that look at the state of Alabama map and can't point to where they live. Yes. Wow. 
He said, and he said, I'm not asking you to learn the whole Grown state. Grown people. He said, I'm not asking yeah, you to learn your whole state, but at least learn your county. No, I think you should learn the whole state. And That's learn, not asking And learn where you are. Because he said what happens is I'll be pointing to a place, telling everybody to take cover, and then mm-hmm. thousands of texts and, and, uh, and things on so- social media are coming in asking about your particular community. What about us? What about us? And he's like, well, what I'm showing on the map, you are to be able to discern that that's you. Okay, well, let's, I mean, let's you're use, either in the polygon or you're not. Let's right. use this. Maybe you should know the four or five biggest cities in your state. Right. You should know the interstate system and major rivers. I, I right, think you sure. can narrow it down to that. Right. You could pretty much That's tell not where you are. No, right. it is. Yeah, it's um, yeah. most you, fourth graders. And can I that. tell you why yeah. why it's important too? Just like at our house, because our whole county got under a warning, mm-hmm. but we were able to discern where we live in in where in our state. And I guess the same way in most all states, counties can be pretty big. It depends what state you're in. And tornadoes do not cover big areas, praise the Lord. Now, when you're in that, that when they do get oh, in your area, it's Ooh. bad, 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 and it leads to destruction and death, sadly. But it's not that big an area that tornadoes impact. And so if, if you're able to also look, you can also discern, hey, that's that's a long way from us, even though we're hearing a lot going on and there's sirens. and well, It's the same county. And, if you're in it, north it, or the south, you, it yeah. may not affect you. Well, that's just like us. I mean, our county, if it's in the southern part of the county, it's nowhere near where we live because our house is, is right on the northern edge I'm of a county. Really, the county next to us sometimes is we need to pay more attention yeah. to than our own county mm-hmm. because we're clo- we're closer to, to parts of it. So, But if you don't know that, then, you know, you, and what we're doing now, which we should do, I'm not saying we shouldn't, you know, they're, they're putting you under tornado warning for like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the old days, if they didn't have one on the ground headed yeah. your way, you didn't get a warning. Uh-uh. And uh, they've realized now they need to be able to react and tell you that, one could pop out at any time right now. The conditions are favorable, and we got rotation, so you need to be ready at a moment's notice to say, hey, it's headed your way. And implement your weather event plan. Yeah, and we're getting, we're getting some story, and, and, and my son was talking to me about this yesterday, who goes to Mississippi State, and, of course, they did a great job with them, making sure they took cover and had them in the basement of the dorm. But undoubtedly, there is a kind of a bar and grill kind of place there where you can eat, but it's also got a bar on it, too. And I know for a fact, because I was interacting, me and John were interacting with our sons, mm-hmm. you know, at Mississippi State. And, um, of course, I wasn't getting snapped at by Matt. But, <laughs> but the, um, we, uh, the, they, um, they put them in the basement. And I know it was, it was somewhere between 11 p.m. and like 11.40 right in there when it was kind of intense at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so the next day I was talking, you know, have you found your car to be sure your car didn't get hit by any debris or anything like that. I know your dorm was fine. Praise the Lord for that. But, but he, um, he said, well, gosh, people are really angry here on the campus. Some of them were down at this bar and grill. And what they're saying is the bar and grill forced them outside into the storm. Yeah. Uh, and, and that sounds, I want to be fair for everybody. That doesn't sound, yeah, and I'm talking to a college kid who's talked to other college kids. So I'm, I'm giving the, the restaurant bar and grill, whatever benefit of the doubt, because maybe their story is not being told exactly how it happened. So I am giving benefit of a doubt, doubt there, but we're getting now emails and stuff. People saying the same thing because I just can't imagine First of all, I don't know the working hours of a bar and grill. Now, if it was just a bar, the time that I was that the tornado was coming would not be a time a bar would be closing. Right. Now, but now that it's kind of a restaurant that happens to have a bar, maybe they were closing. It was time for them to close. But if you've got tornadoes in the area, and I mean, they were saying things like, "I, I you got when you were a parent, if you had a kid at Mississippi State, it was 
it, it was a little bit intense because when you look at the warnings from the National Weather Service, it was saying prepare for impact. Right. If you're on the Mississippi State campus, protect your body, whatever. It's it's headed to the campus. And then it kind of went west and, and veered off, thank, thank the Lord. But uh, but sad for the people who now are in the line. I'm, I'm strictly talking about personal with, with the kid there. So there was a time where they thought that area was going to get hit downtown, the campus, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think – it just seems – I guess I'm – am I giving too much? Who would say kick everybody out, out in the at, middle of a storm? Into the storm. That doesn't make any sense to me. No, it doesn't. It just, there's <clears> no logic again, to it. Who knows? There isn't any But that is what everybody's saying. Well, yeah, there, there's also some articles out there about it too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm actually lo- looking at um, someone that, that tweeted out that was there, and they said they were at that establishment when the tornado hit and everybody inside – was yelled at by the employees uh, and shoved out into the storm. See, that's the time I'm talking about. Look at the time right there, 11.44 p.m. So that uh, was almost th- like that was their reaction. It says, upon, upon hearing of the tornado warning, security at several of these establishments began yelling and screaming at customers to leave. Well, you don't want them to – I, I know, I know. I, maybe that's just they weren't thinking. They weren't, That's what I'm saying. Because that's not the safest place for them to be outside. No, not mm-hmm. in the vehicle. You, you, you want to get them under stuff and – and give them a shot. You don't want them walking down the sidewalks if they're walking back to the campus or driving. Yeah, right. and there are videos out there showing people were pushed out, crying, overwhelmed by the entire situation. Wow. Yeah. So, but again, I can't even from their standpoint. I, I mean, sometimes people make wrong decisions, but they have some some type of yeah. logic that they think they're a reason that garners that kind of activity. I can't follow this. I mean, I don't know anywhere, and I've never worked anywhere or been anywhere where they said. Hey, if a tornado warning's issued, push everybody out into yeah. it. They told them to go get in their cars. That's where they need to seek shelter. Well, that's a good place. What I'm talking about, to Bubba's point, every time you've ever been in a store, yeah, in in a school, oh, yeah, at, at your workplace, yeah. no one, if you even said, I got to leave, they would say, you're not leaving until no, the storm passes. No. Right? I mean, you always get stuck yeah. wherever you are. Now, I'm back to what triggered, and, and Mike says he might can help us, but what triggered was it closing time, or did no. they think storms coming? Y'all are better off. Y'all are yeah. better off getting outside. According yeah. to this, they heard the warning. And yeah, that's what's that's so what strange. They... And, and I had mentioned in the break earlier about the closing time. I know a lot of cities that have, uh, you know, universities in them. They have a real hard cutoff time when they have to have everybody out, and they literally will hurt everybody out. But that's usually like two in the morning. Storm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's what's so strange. Probably though, we're if just it's trying a tornado, to find some. That room would be relaxed if it's a tornado in there. You you don't have you, to make it, them leave. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. That we yeah. can't find any lines to draw here. I, after this call, I've got the statement from the Cotton District of Mike, restaurants. Mike, what what would be the reasoning here? Guys, the only thing I can think about is um, in a, a bar situation. Those ninety nine point nine percent of the time are privately owned, and more than likely, if uh, there were people in there that were consuming alcohol. And uh, let's just say the tornado happened to hit and people were injured or killed, that the insurance company that, that, that supplies the insurance for that bar would not cover the loss of life or damage to uh, injury to people. So it's, it's more than likely, it's sad to say, but it, it, we're such a litigious society that more than likely it's all about liability. Yeah, but you, uh, it seems like when I'm buying my liability insurance, we're covering every scenario. And storms, if you live in Mississippi and tornadoes in the spring, Definitely coming. Well, to, well I'm yeah. think, this, this, think about this, though, David. That that does not make any sense no. because anything that happens in that restaurant is going to happen when people are consuming alcohol. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So your insurance is no good anyway. Yeah. Let's my, say let's my, say the scenario was true. I still would have a hard time shoving people out into a tornado. 
I would go, I hope this works out. Well, the only thing worse liability than shoving people out into a tornado would be shoveling drunk people out into a tornado. Speedy, what's the the statement from Uh, the place? It it says here, I guess, the the restaurants are all in what they call the Cotton District. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, it said, um, this one here is from Ben 612, and this is their statement. They said, uh, us and other establishments um, are compromised by exterior wall-to-wall glass windows and the overwhelming majority of seating of the restaurant is in the outdoor patio and interior space, having an indoor um, limit of 99 people. And, he, and they said that once they, they didn't have adequate uh, safety space for 250 people, and all indoor spaces in the restaurant faced the exterior wall-to-wall glass windows. So them, along with other five Cotton District area restaurants, made a decision uh, to close at the same time before the potential tornado was to touch down in that area and t- to try to get everybody to a safe spot because it wasn't safe where they were. So they're saying so they did it. They're saying with it was plenty of time to go. They're right saying on. it was because they didn't have adequate safe space where they were and they couldn't, the number of people we couldn't, they couldn't get to a safe spot. So they tried to get everybody out. Now they said they, the language by some of the, the video that's out from some of the security that that shouldn't have happened, but they weren't trying to kick people into the storm. They were trying to get them to a safer place. They didn't feel like where they were with all the glass was as safe as where you could get if you would just go ahead and leave now. That's their statement. Yeah. I mean, at least that you can yeah. at least read right it. or wrong. At least yeah. there's a reason. Yeah. yeah. We'll be back. More Rick and Bubba next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Eight minutes to the top of the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show, 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Thank you for being with us today. All right, David and Huntsville, then we got an update for you. Claims you were pushed out of a Cracker Barrel? Well, no, my neighbor was. They were in the Cracker Barrel um, at the Cracker Barrel just north of um, Birmingham. They're on um, 65 there. And they were eating, and, you know, the storms are breaking out. This is the one where the 390-something-plus tornadoes came through, the five southern states. But the the management came through and said, hey, guys, we're closing. Don't worry about your bill. Get out. And they kicked everybody out in the parking lot. Well, is that was that because the conditions were getting bad? They didn't do that while the storm was upon them, right? Yeah, it was right. Well, I mean, it was right on top of us i mean there were just waves and waves of them but um yeah i mean pretty much uh becky and them sat out in the parking lot and trying to figure out where to go and you know and that's where all you know tornadoes were coming left and right yeah and um, they eventually found a, a gas station or something i forgot where they ended up yeah, well, I mean, of all places, I'd feel safe as a cracker, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, me? you, 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 you were getting a big old pile of tapes and uh, oh, things gosh. from the oh, 70s yeah. in yeah. there and yeah. hide under Somebody it. could say, Kenny Rogers, lay CD, save my life. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> big old heavy tables. Oh, yeah. They got all kinds of covers. Grab you a handful of them big Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. I get one of them every time I'm in there. Sit down play some checkers. Becky and them. Becky and them. But we got an update on the story. But bottom line is, because it's important that you hear both sides of the story. The Cotton District in Starkville, these restaurants, because of the way they were made, they thought that the students or whoever were in there would have a could be safer away from there, not in there. And they thought that gave them ample time to find coverage, uh, uh, some shelter that would be better than what mainly are all glass walls. 
So that, that's their side of the story. So you got to hear both sides. It's a really right, here's an update on speaking of sides of the story. Another story we keep following. It's a Rick and Bubba news. It's a Rick and Bubba news. Well, Rick, you remember the Nigerian brothers who were accused of beating up Jesse in Chicago. Remember yep, that yep, big story? The made-up story, yeah. Well, one of the brothers, uh, the one who is called Abel, this week won the senior novice division Friday night uh, following a technical knockout in the first round, according to the Chicago papers there. He basically won a boxing contest. All right, so one of the people that Jesse claims, so, it, so really what this shows, if this person, now let me see if I have Jesse right now. Jesse said, I acknowledge that I was not attacked, tell me if I'm wrong, by any white people with Make America Great hats on that were Trump supporters because I'm African-American and gay. I, he, he I never, haven't heard he him never say, say that. that. No. I thought he was saying these no. guys did it, but I didn't know they were going to well, do his, it. Uh, because he, I, he has said, all I've heard him say since the charges were dropped was, I was telling the truth, I'm still telling the truth. But does he mean, because, you know, he's not telling the truth. He's not telling the exact <laughs> truth because the exact truth would be I paid these guys off and made the whole thing up so that my right, celebrity. $3,500. But, but is, ample he, evidence is he to trying that. to say now these two guys, from my point of view, this is what I thought was happening. I'm not responsible for the fact that they're not, they made themselves look different. I, I he claimed, his lawyer, and I only heard the story briefly. I don't know if they recanted it, but at one point I saw a story where his lawyer was trying to say that they were in whiteface with uh, toboggans on. And that's what I'm talking about. And they were like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. All right, so y'all were telling me, no, Rick. Jesse's still saying his original story was correct. But I'm, I'm talking about even though he's lying, and that's the, the evidence of that is overwhelming now, but is he now trying to give that little bit of this, that little bit of twist? Well, I don't know what their motivation was, but what I told you happened. happened. Yeah, I think I think that's where he's landed. Because yeah. in this particular case, once again, we would see if this guy wanted to take down Jesse, it sounds like he could have done a good job with it. Well, mm-hmm. Rick, the division that he was in is for less experienced boxers between 21 and 35 who weigh 178 pounds or less. That's the division he wants. Uh, Adler, that's too that's too high for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah way too a little, high. little too high. Buddy. But but what what about are these guys in trouble? I mean, am I out? No, they were they am were I out, out Am I out boxing on Friday night now or whatever? I guess. So. Yeah, the police arrested the brothers on February the thirteenth, but then cut them loose two days later after interviewing them, and apparently having enough evidence to believe their story that Jussie faked the incident. But if I got if I knew it was faked and I took money to fake it, am I not in trouble? Or did I I get off for telling you what happened? I think I cut I a deal. So. I think they cut Probably a deal. So. Come come clean, and they walked. Now we didn't know that Jesse was going to walk too, right? But now he still got a hundred thirty thousand dollar bill from the mayor. But we can't get Jesse to understand. Is you just didn't get punished. Nobody said what happened didn't happen. Right? He acted like he had you beat did, the you, charges. You just knew somebody. Again. Right? You just knew somebody. He's never said, admitted I faked this. They yes. just decided not to prosecute. Jesse, here's mm-hmm. let me try. To, I'll try this, and I know may, this may be difficult for you. What those of us as Christians will be celebrating this weekend? Jesus's death on the cross did not signal that we weren't guilty. Mm-hmm. It just meant that we don't have to pay the price for our guilt. We're still guilty. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that's why the whole crucifixion had to happen, because we're not guilty. I mean, we are guilty. We're not innocent. So he's saying you're guilty, but because of my sacrifice, you won't pay the price for what you're guilty of, which is ultimately death, uh, eternal death. So, Jesse, all, if I could use that analogy, picture 
the district attorney that you knew is Jesus. Okay, and 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 she went in and said I, he's not going to be charged with what he's guilty of. You're still guilty. Um, it's it's just you didn't get charged with it because somebody came in and showed you grace and mercy, but that didn't mean you're not guilty. Right. You're you're guilty, and and you did it, and we all know you did it, and you didn't get punished for it. So be thankful. But but oh no, now I've got to go out and say that a preach. There's a message there. So see, a lot of times we go out proclaiming our innocence as well. When, when no, you've been you you got grace and mercy, but you are guilty. I'm guilty. We're all guilty. But in this particular case, Jesse, you are guilty. You just didn't get what you deserved. So, but they're using so, that. So, so be thankful uh, for that. In in that little presser they had at the uh, some building or whatever at the entrance there in the lobby area when his his lawyer got up speaking, mm-hmm. then he spoke. Um, he said, "I've I've, I've been." You know, telling the truth all along. Yeah, you know, they're kind of they're kind of using this. Son. Hey, we dropping charges to say, see, uh, I'm telling the truth. Well, that's that's what I mean. So you, I'm trying to clarify because undoubtedly nobody is with Jesse. No, the fact that you're not going to pay a price for this, it has nothing to do with with your guiltness. Your guiltness has been established. That's why the Chicago keeps charging you because <laughs> uh, they're wanting some money from yeah. you. You just knew somebody that said you're not going to pay the price for what you did. Right. It's not the same thing, Jess. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Till the day I die. Till the day I die. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. The views and opinions expressed by the show are not necessarily those of the staff and management of this radio station, but they should be. Six minutes now past the hour. Another hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Let's go. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all here for another hour. However, you get the Rick and Bubba show on the Rick and Bubba radio network, live on our YouTube channel, uh, our TuneIn app, or our podcast archives. However, you're here this hour, glad you're here. Skunk Baxter's got your phone calls coming in at 866-WE-BE-BIG as he earns his degree in common sense from Rick and Bubba University. And welcome back for a brand new hour, Bill Bubba Bussett. Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience. I'm very proud of myself. You can't Dad. always get what you want. Incredible. Really amazing. Don't be stupid. But if you try some, ah, ah, you might find. Deal or no deal. You what you I don't wear a toupee. It's my hair. Bubba. Believe it or not, another election is coming in 2020. I can hardly wait. To, for for those of us that do what we do for a living, this will be shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah, it's going it to be will, good times. It will be a wild, wild ride. But uh, campaign fundraising has begun, and the numbers are rolling in. Well, first quarter numbers on the re-election campaigns are in, and President Trump is off, Rick, to a fire-breathing start on this. He's way out in front of the pack raising $30.3 million in the first quarter of this year. That is almost uh, what's well, more than the top two Democrats combined. Today, I'm very proud of myself. Now, the Trump campaign released their numbers saying 99% of their donations were $200 or less with an average donation of $34.26. Now, you combine the $30 million that they raised in first quarter with $10 million they already had in the bank. And President Trump has an unprecedented war chest for an incumbent 
this early in the campaign of over $40 million. Now, he's not the only one that's been doing good by this run. The Republican National Committee also brought in $45.8 million in the first quarter, its highest non-election year total ever. Combine that with Trump's effort, that's about $82 million in the bank ready to go for the re-election. Well, so we, we talked. I talked to our strategy again last night. That's a uh, boom right there. Had mm-hmm. uh, had a friend um, turn fifty yesterday and went to his fiftieth birthday. And so you know, we, what do you do when you you know you have the food out there and everybody starts kind of you know once you've had the big happy birthday and everybody starts talking about the topics of the day. And of course, this this came up, and so we were discussing, and I told him about the things we discussed on the show. And you, and a lot of people think that we may be on to something that the Democrats know they have no shot this time. <clears throat> and and they realize that they want to be able to use these really, really far-left, uh, progressive, socialist people enough to try to intrigue young people who lack wisdom. You know, they, they don't like intelligence, but they, they lack right. wisdom. Yeah. Uh, they don't know much, so they're easy prey uh, for things like socialism because they have no idea what it really means. Uh, they hear free and, college, free health. Mm-hmm. Right, and so what you do is you then take your far-left people that you need to kind of get back in line where they were. Their sole job in the Democratic Party is to get young people to vote Democrat, not to actually run it. <laughs> right, hmm. right. And so what's happened now is they're they're now kind of running it, and, and you get in trouble if you start saying that we don't need these people representing us. Now, Rick, why do you feel that way? Well, one way is the New Green Deal got no votes from anybody in the Democratic Party. None. Okay, that'd be none. none. That'd be zip. Okay. So, again, what people say is different a lot of times than what people do, and then what they do is the real indicator of what the truth is. It always is. It always will be. Y'all remember that, as I say that to our high school students that are shadowing today watching <laughs> from Gunnersville High School. But anyway, so – so is it possible that they will take the forest left people they can get? A Bernie. And, yeah, and sacrifice them uh, on the Donald Trump fire and then be able to turn around to their party and say, see, this is not the way to go. And then they'll go more Bill Clinton-esque and move back to the middle a little bit. Now, of course, they'll still govern like far left when they get power. But the old strategy was we're supposed to run as moderates and then govern like liberals. And y'all have gotten away from the plan. We're running uh, the plan. We're running like liberals. Mm-hmm. And we're yeah. we're running like far left people, not just governing like far left people. And that's not a good strategy. So if you're ever going to sacrifice some people, this would be the time to do it. Well, think about this too. Mm-hmm. They have to be thinking after Trump what happens. More than likely, you have Mike Pence, who will run. He will have a lot of the conservative values, but he won't be as uh, charismatic a, a character as Trump is, yeah. much like Bush was to Reagan. And you might have a chance to derail him there, even though Bush got in, Daddy Bush got in a term. It took him a, a term to catch up to him. But think about this. Is this similar? That camera almost bit the dust there. Yeah. Um, you remember uh, in Reagan's second term in 1984, they, put, they ran Walter Mondale, right. who was from Minnesota, who was very liberal, and Reagan just cleaned the clock. It, it was the biggest landslide I remember in presidential history. Oh, uh, the, it, Reagan won 49 out of 50 states. The say, only state he didn't win was Minnesota, where Mondale was from. I was about to say. Fritz I, I, Mondale. Y'all I, remember Fritz? Yeah. I mm-hmm. wanted to say 49 out of 50 states, yeah. but I think I thought, am I, am I exaggerating? I mean, wow. do you remember seeing the map, how red it was, it was and you're like, 
I mean, y'all keep in mind we had we had a Republican win California and New York. Well, and what's happened? <laughs> that, that's unbelievable. Never happens and will never happen again. <laughs> and, and this <laughs> is this not. is this is the time when Democrats understood <laughs> how it felt to Republicans. When you looked up and you saw, and I never thought this would happen on the right. Let me be clear. When you looked up and you you wow. saw that Obama kept saying and doing things that should have cost anyone an election, and it had no impact on him, because if you went after him, you were deemed to be racist. So he could really he could do and say whatever he wanted to, and he could, he had no opposition because all op, all opposers were racist. Now that's not true, but that's what they were called. Yeah. Some of us did not agree with his view of America <clears throat> on the landscape of the rest of the world in our history when he was telling us we should be ashamed to be Americans, not proud. And certainly all countries have things to be ashamed of, but overall uh, you need to tell the whole story of America, not just some of it, good and bad. Yep. Uh, and I say that on both sides. So this time the Democrats have watched Donald Trump, and now keep in mind how, how, how bizarre this is. In a highly politically correct society, Donald Trump says things that should be the end of people, and it hasn't affected his support at all. I know. So now Many they're times. now they're sitting there going, "Wait, is this how, is this it, what you guys were talking about? We've never been in this situation before. We thought if you say certain things, we we destroy you. It's always worked. It's like we try to destroy him on things he said that in the past would have been the end of somebody, and it's not working. The old playbook. It's not. We're not. We're not getting the jet sweep anymore, are we? Mm. So I wonder if the Democrats, and it's hard to picture somebody who you know, their whole worldview is based on emotion. And then you have those that are just simply flim-flam people that abuse those who are emotional in their party. But behind the scenes, they're just using them like right. puppets, you know, like basically all minorities uh, and college students. But, but, so, but so, you go, so you think to yourself, are they, do they have a reality check? He, he said these things that should have been the end of him. We tried the Russian thing, should have been the end of him. We've, we've caught him with women, should have been the end of it. We saw, found something he said in, you know, when he was 60 years old, should have been the end of him. He, he went out against a prisoner of war. That should have been the end of him. That didn't happen. None of this has worked. It's all worked in the past. So do you just kind of go, let's let him serve four more, and then we're done with him. And so let's not put anybody against him that matters to us. Well, Is that possible? You, you, you'll see, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying it's possible. Well, you'll yeah. see when they start spending money. Let's just say Bernie Sanders is their nominee. Do they open up and really put out tens of millions of dollars, or do they they kind of cut it back a little bit and say put out ten? You, you'll exactly. See. You'll see. You, I saw that, their money spending will dictate and show you what they really think. Well, I saw the Bernster said he wants Medicare for everybody. Oh yeah. Oh well, well, yeah. And you free know, college. Sure. Let's have that too. Mm-hmm. Let's have it all. Did y'all see? Let's the pro- just ha- hey, Greg. Let's just have it all. Did y'all have see the uh, notorious three cars for all eighteen-year-olds? Yeah. I think that'd be good. Did you see okay, Babylon B, like the notorious AOC on the prices right? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, every every bid she made's free. She kept bidding free. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That was fun. That is a good. One. We'll be back. Eight six six. We be big is our number. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Twenty-one minutes past the hour, Rick and Bubba show eight six six. We be big is our number. Yeah, that's out. Oh yeah. All right. So this has been a big story. All right. I got to ask you one more thing, and I've got an update for y'all coming up here too. Don't let me forget in the next segment or this segment if if we run out of steam and there's time available. All right. Do we take people on our largest tax bill contest via email? 
Uh, I told the one that I had email to call in to make it okay. official. Because right, I've got I've got a guy that would be our walking dog right now, and he's emailed me. Our our, our largest tax bill owed today, on top of what you've already paid, is two hundred and eleven thousand. Uh, or the Rick and Bubba show will help that tax burden by giving you one hundred dollars. Uh, but I have right here. This is the walking dog. But does he well, need just to tell call? him to just tell him to call? We need to clarify right. that, I guess. Okay. He's told or me we can take it by email. What do y'all think? We might make a ruling. I'm going to take it by email. Or you think he needs to call the show? And, and now we don't say. You I have like to, it when Skunk gives us the update. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> does he? Yeah. All right. You want me to tell him to call? Yeah. Tell him to call today. Okay. I don't know how to do the numbers for We Be Big, so I'm just going to say We Be Big. Nine three two three two two four. Well, how about that? You've had I to think, do it. I think. You've had I, to do I, that I, before, I, that haven't you? Step out. Let me look. Okay. You had a lot of what I say? Fours. Three two. You were throwing floor, fours it's, around. It's actually, I don't know if I said this or not, but it's actually nine three two three two four four. Nine, I, don't, I don't think I said nine, three, that, by the way. Three two. What's that? Three two four four. Three two four four. Nine nine. <laughs> I told him call this Greg's number here. and make it official, <laughs> but he doesn't have to go on the air, right? Because we don't make people go on the no, air. No, yep, sometimes there. sometimes we've talked yep. to the winner just to, to ask them anonymously what they uh, what they did, down. you know, Cap- to help motivate hey, other people. Capital gains, well, they'll get you. Look, if you can't go on there and talk about it, mm-hmm. get I mean, but once Benjamin again, not I, I, I don't like any system, and we've said this a thousand <laughs> times, that punishes success. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm, well, so, you're in the wrong topic today, my friend. I know, I know, I know. I got you. All right, so let's get back to this was my number one email over the weekend. Number one, I know the kickoff hour covered this, but that's been a while ago. This was my number one email over the weekend because of me warning uh, all, all human beings that animals are at war with us and we are having animal attacks in unprecedented numbers in danger. Um, all the different military they have, they get us from, from the air, their air force, they get us from the, uh, aquatic, that's the Navy, uh, in our, in our Marine attacks. We have our ground forces and primarily snakes. Yeah. But in the boy, they're special forces. Aren't they? Today we mm-hmm. add to the military of animals going after human beings, flightless birds. Oh my God. These flightless birds, they're more like a tank to me. You know what I mean? They're on the ground. They're big. Yeah. Armored, uh, personnel yeah. arm, armored personnel. Armored yeah. personnel. I don't know how to pronounce. Wouldn't alligators cassowary. be more of a tank? Cassowary. Yep. Cassowary. Yeah. Cassowary. I thought these were emus. I've right always thought they were that's emus. We're, they look a lot like emus. These got the colored head. They're just an mm-hmm. emu with a better color pattern. Yeah. On them. yeah it looks like an emu stuck its head in a paint can. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now uh, they're 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 indigenous to Australia and New Guinea. Australia. But unfortunately, hear me. Let me say this again. Gosh, I'm so glad the young people are watching today. Maybe y'all can do something about this in your generation. I'm going to say it again. Indigenous to Australia and New Guinea, not Florida, <laughs> not the United States of America and Florida. So a man decided that, and apparently he was trying to farm them. Yeah. I don't know what not they. sure what you do with them. Uh, he's 75 years old. I bet you don't milk it. <laughs> no, and, it and it said that he, he fell down near one of them, uh-huh. and they took their very, very sharp razor-like uh, uh are these claws, or do they have a? Yeah, it's like a. Or they have yeah. a knife that comes out of it, like, like a that. Claw. It's just one little four inch, kind of like a spur. With that. But but four, but four inch knife. That's about yeah. four inches, probably. And they are very dangerous. Very. And they will disembowel things that try to uh, attack them. Very dangerous. Uh, and it and they and they and this bird killed the man. 
Yes. Whether, now, Rick, they say these things have very powerful legs and can run up to 31 miles per hour yes. through dense forests and underbrush. Mm-hmm. Guys, let me give everybody a That's caution. Right watch there. flightless birds. Can watch, not, watch, can, watch flightless. You yeah, know, ostriches are dangerous. Emus are dangerous. And the cassowary, uh, very dangerous. You know, I got knocked down in an emu pen before, and it's not fun. Oh, no, y'all picture that. What, did you get rushed by a bunch of emus? Well, they, grab, you, they grab your shoes Juvenile's strings and think it's, think it's worms and pull. Juvenile's. Oh, really? Juvenile's pulled his feet out from under. Yep. Oh, wow. Golly, those things. It's, all, it's <laughs> recorded, by the way. We, so is it that a, middle one right there that gets you? Oh, can we not no, there it is. It. Oh, I see it. Why can't like, we declaw it? It's like their index finger. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's bad news. Mm-hmm. Y'all, all yeah, that is that is, is, is a modern day version of a dinosaur. It's dinosaur feet. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Yeah. Yep. Golly. They Woo. they they refer to the cassowary as the world's most dangerous bird. Be watch Watch out with flightless birds. Why are you growing them? I mean, what? Uh, you know, emus. Isn't there an emu oil that's yeah. on the market it's supposed to help with oh, your yeah. joints? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I use and, it once a week. And no then wonder we, they don't want you to get close. And then we were, yeah. That's an ugly thing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, good. <laughs> Undoubtedly, they, and then the, remember, the ostriches was going to, and Bubba and I have eaten an ostrich. Mm-hmm. Ostriches were supposed to replace beef. Oh, yeah. As a better meat. That didn't happen. The boom of the ostrich farm, it yeah. didn't pan out. Look at Everybody was little, buying them. Hey, they were expensive, too. I'd like to see one run. What What about oh, the yeah. emu? What was it, it was, bringing to the table? That oil? That, that yeah. lotion? Well, it was just oh, like yeah, an ostrich version. You're supposed to be able to eat them, too. Yeah, were you? Probably. Yeah. But that cassowary is bad news. What if you start running? You think, oh, I got away from it. It's Thirty-one miles an hour, and he's, he's just pecking you right in the back. He's just running right beside you. Little known <laughs> fact: I bring this up every time. This is my. Every time I bring this up, <laughs> okay. Johnny Cash was kicked by an ostrich. Yeah, said it got him. He wasn't Johnny drunk. He tried to take the ostrich on. Correct. Not a good idea. Wal- walking through a little animal. The ostrich there. got to go legs. They do, but the cassowary is more dangerous because it's got the knife. But again, is so, it that claw that we see, or is there yep. something else no, comes out no, of there? It's the one. Look at the one that in doesn't. In the middle? Like their index. Yeah, finger. look at the one that doesn't have as much skin on it. It's, you know, you it's four inches worth of blade. A dangerous bird by looking at it. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. It's got pretty colors on it. I mean, you don't. it doesn't look scary. See, see right there, Bubs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See the one that's. Oh, yeah. Oh, that one. Okay. And then something about. I was looking at the long one in the middle. I thought. No, it's that one right there, my friend. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that odd the way that foot is? Something and they'll take it. What they do, they take it. With their foot, and yeah. they'll just slice you right through the gut. And I wonder why the old man fallen set it off. Something about it. Said it was him. fine till uh, till it fell on the ground. Then he, the old man so, fell. Well, Greg, yeah. you know why? Because we're dealing with animals that that are from New Guinea and Australia. And we've got them in Florida. Rick, people fall in New Guinea. I know, and then they get sliced. But what I'm saying is, I didn't worry about getting sliced by one in Florida. No. To this idiot brought them. And God rest his well, soul. I mean, he he but, chose to take it off. He did. He, he died doing what he loved, Rick. Well, you're right, and then, which we never say about fat people. No. But but listen, the. Um, <laughs> Let's Look go at that mohawk it's got. I know, but let's go back to this again. Now, they say these things will charge a bigger animal. It's kind of a turkey it. head. Of course kill it with its claw. With its deadly claw. The, the, uh, uh, is there a video of that? I'd like to see it in action. Yeah, you? I'm sure you could find Cassowary Kills right something. I'm sure there's an Cassowary Cassowary, whatever <laughs> it's called. Cassowary Kills a lot. I killed one in the Cassowary field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. But what I'm saying is <laughs> these these wild animals, certain things trigger instincts. Ask, I know. Ask Siegfried <laughs> and Roy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ask Siegfried and Roy. And the problem is, like, if my dog instinctively does, if you go near their, you know, like I've got this little tiny dog that's really a stuffed animal. Oh my. But let's say, mm. let's say yeah. that I, I don't see let's it. say he's eating his food, okay? And yeah. I go down and get his water to change the water out, right? <clears throat> and he does one of these instinctive right. deals. Right. I'm not in danger. 
Mm-mm. But if I've got an animal that if he goes instinct today, I'm yeah. dead. I can't take that kind of no, pressure. Yeah. No. I can't take that kind of pressure. Oh, I, I made a move toward the. Oh, oh baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we go. got we got it now. Oh my gosh. Oh my oh, gosh. No. A guy's getting chased by one. He's oh got to get out of there. He's got to get out of there. That thing will oh kill you. Oh my gosh. You got to get out of there. Finally. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. They get after you. That's Bottom of the hour. There's a little pan short. He's running. Yep. More Rick and Bubba next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes now past the hour. Rick and Bubba show. Eight six six. We be big as our number. All right, let's get some things resolved. First of all, today it is uh, another Rick and Bubba Buffalo Wild Wings charity charge today. So that's going on. Another Buffalo Wild Wings Rick and Bubba charity charge today. 10% of all food sales at participating Buffalo Wild Wings. That's Alabaster, Birmingham, Gardendale, Tuscaloosa, Hoover, Birmingham, Trustful, Pell City. All of those in the state of Alabama are participating. 10% of all food sales there today as you drown your tax sorrows in wings uh, will go to benefit Outdoor Ability. Uh, you can go to their website at OutdoorAbilityFoundation.com. It's the Outdoor Ability Foundation, and uh, they provide equipment that is necessary for those who love the outdoors to be able to hunt and fish even uh, with a, a some sort of physical challenge, uh, which means a lot of these wheelchairs and things like this need to be adapted to almost four-wheel drive capabilities and boy some of the things they build are incredible uh but 10 percent of the food sales will go to outdoor ability foundation today so uh so go out and enjoy that we also are getting down to uh the the finish up on the person who may be owing uh the largest additional tax debt today uh 211,000 uh is the highest number and speedy is trying to get in touch with that individual we did have someone who owes more today, but they were not willing to call in and make it official. Uh, so, um, so we're just going to uh, to let that sit right now. We think the 211, unless we are in the, in the next few minutes here from the other person who emailed, and I instructed them to call to make it official. And they may just want to be emailing just out of hey, here's information, right? But I don't care to be in the contest, right. and that, and and so that that's 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 possible as that's well. That's two pretty good ones there, though. Um, I do have um, I do have a good update, and you know how I've, I've got these things. You know how you get out there. All of us in life, we have to go through these things, and you know you're checking them off, checking your boxes, and trying to get to the other side of them. And some of these things are enjoyable, but you know they they you know you got to you got to get them done, and you want that day to get here and kind of get it behind you. And so I had two clouds that were hanging over me in in just regular life. One of them was the renewing of four passports. Uh, had three of the four that need to be renewed in our family. One that was out there. Now our family, out of the four people that needed to be renewed, all of the four people, they were three different passport scenarios, which led to a lot of passport renewal confusion. Mm. And apparently the people who renew passports are as confused as we are uh, because you'll get a lot of bad information, and you'll even get bad information if you go to the government's website uh, because it does not do a good job of addressing and then – telling you what to do with all three scenarios. So we had the simple scenario, which was the mail-in, which Sherry and I met that criteria. Then we had one son that was not old enough to mail-in, but was old enough to go by himself, 
and not need his birth certificate. And then we found out the third scenario, a parent had to go, they had to have their birth certificate, and they had to get an appointment. Now, now don't forget, too, some places take appointments, some places do not. And sometimes trying to figure that out is also difficult. But I am proud to announce today that, uh, and, and then the other was my oldest son's automobile, which is Rogue. Uh, and, and, and he is on tour and will continue to be on tour, and we can't figure out where he actually lives. Right. So right. so we – That makes it difficult. As of today, I sit before you with all passport renewals done and, 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 and the automobile now legal again. And, guys, I have been I, – I, I feel like Lewis and Clark. Yeah. And I oh, just yeah. got back, and I'm beat down. I'm not in good health. My nutrition is bad. They're trying to get me a meal. They're trying to get me you some. Need an they're, orange. They're going to address my injuries. They're going to. They're going to. They're going to put salve on my cuts and burns. <laughs> but I have finally, finally, I think, accomplished those two things that have been hanging over the family for weeks. I tell you what, I'm one. I'm one Hall of Fame induction uh, from getting on the other side of of, of uh, a lot of family things that you you have to. And, and again, that will be fun, but it's going to be an undertaking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, both of de- those dealing are, dealing with our parents. Both of yeah. those are difficult, but you stack yeah. them together. That's that's a bad day. I loved your all in attitude, though. Mm-hmm. Of I'm going in. Yeah. And it's going to be miserable, but I'm not coming out till it's over. I said Friday. I had a free Friday, and I told every, my whole family this Friday will not end. I don't care how I don't care how long I have to go. <laughs> I don't care if I lay down in the post post office and <laughs> refuse to leave. <laughs> I don't care if I go to the DMV and I just stay. I did, and now keep in mind, it didn't. Don't don't your mind think that it just went it went smooth? <laughs> no, Please, I hope no. you're not thinking that. No, Rick, we know better than that. Well, because one of the things I ran into, I thought I had it done, and and I will say this: everybody I dealt with, except for one person, was very very kind. <laughs> and there's one person I don't know that has some sort of axe to grind with all society, and <laughs> um, and uh, and of course I had considered it to be enough of that. And and finally, not not anything, you know, confrontational. I I just came in this time because you know, Rick, f- fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. We're all afraid of yeah. that saying. We got we got a saying in Texas. Y'all probably have it here. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, I was ready to be as official. I was going to be over official mm-hmm. so that I couldn't be sent away. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Now I'm not talking about the individual. Now who, is your paperwork done? Are you sure everything's yeah, done? Yeah, everything's done. So uh so Stamps, you got it so, in hand, huh? So so we have um we are going to um so yeah, all I gotta wait now and I went ahead and paid because I, I know I know about good deeds and and again we all should go pay homage to whatever person said the phrase, no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. Well, they were ahead of their time. There's never been a son of a gun. So I even sat there of the very, very kind person who's – it was so cool because the person we finally ended up with on the passport is one of the sweetest ladies. She's actually a breath of fresh air as far as a government worker goes, (laughs) and she's about to retire, and and she she was talking about – she's literally watched my kids grow up. She helped us the very first time we ever left the country to go to Israel in 2009, and she's been helping us with renewals on and off ever, ever since then. But anyway, um, but, but it, there were some setbacks. Like when you're dealing with passports, you have to do this. First of all, you have to figure out what your scenario is on a renewal, and there's three different ones, and we, we were in all three different ones. So that's bad. Then you got to figure out, is the place I'm going appointment only? Now, you'll get bad information on that. Oh, yeah. But yeah. So, so double check and – is it a place that will take the photo, or do I already need my photo before I get there? 
Now, if you have to do the latter, which we've done, don't assume that everybody who works at a drugstore knows what the government demands from the picture. <laughs> okay? Be sure. The right size. Be, be, the way you're looking, yeah. the way your eyes look. Because, and you know what? I'm, I'm thankful for that. The reason why is we got people who want to kill us now that are trying to come into our country and try to fake passports all the time. Yeah. So they're saying we have to take extra measures now to be sure you are who you say you are. Mm-hmm. And I got no problem with that. Now, I do want everybody to know what needs to be done. Yeah. So we, because I'm willing to follow any instructions and do whatever needs to be done, but I have to be told what needs to be done. Yeah. And everybody who I'm dealing with that's requiring it needs to know what they require. Does right. that seem un- unreasonable? No, no. So, of course, of course, we get to this location that I figured out is appointment only. Got appointment twice because we've been sent away once. That they will take the passport picture there. That way we know it's right. Okay. And they will handle the shipping of it there, and I'm going to pay for the expedite, meaning the smallest amount of days possible. I'll write whatever check we need to to get it back and be done with this, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, we get there, and of course, their camera's torn up. <laughs> she Jeez. goes, I'm so sorry. I cannot believe I'm having to tell you <laughs> oh this because she's, she's seen what we've been through. <laughs> I said, so you can't take the picture. Here's what we're going to do, and I loved her mm. for it. You and I are going to work on you know, we're going to paperwork. We got to work with what you got to pay today. Your parent side of it, we're going to be working while he goes down and right down here's a Walgreens. And here's what I need you to tell this person taking your picture, what I need the picture to look like. So by the time he did that and got back, we, we were just wrapping up okay. what needed to be done. So that worked out because like I said, she's, she's a, she's an all American. We, we need more people like her working for the government. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, and then of course, when I go do the car thing, of course, I've got everything I think I need, and including proof of insurance, to which I'm told, well, he's bought insurance in Georgia. He has to buy insurance in Alabama. So then you just get to the point. The number I'm rolling up for that oldest son, well, he's going to owe me when he gets off the, the tour. Because, see, I, I don't finance grown people. Mm-hmm. Okay? So when he, when he gets back, the amount – a, a check he's gonna have to write for me because you know what I had to do I had to buy insurance. Oh yeah, I was just saying, oh, look, my I, goodness. I, I, I got I just got to buy insurance, mm-hmm. and then you and then, <laughs> oh, and then I had to get the the Alabama agent to talk to the Georgia agent oh, and yeah. take it away from the Georgia agent I'll to make it Alabama. Mm-hmm. And uh, so night. so we we have decided that this car now belongs to the state of Alabama again, and it it will it will it, it officially mm. where he officially lives now is Alabama. <laughs> And, and, and till further notice. Till further notice, since he doesn't live anywhere right now. Yeah. We, we picked the one that was easiest to get a right. legal tag. Your offices are closer. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so those two things are resolved. Wow. All right. The only thing worse than that, Rick, is if you had to write that check Yeah, I today. saw that. So our anonymous caller did call in, uh, and we, we were going to the end of this segment, and this anonymous caller will now be the new leader on the check, the biggest check that needs to be written today. Anonymous, can you tell us the check that you have to write today that is in addition to what you already owe? Hello. Okay, he's getting the number. Hello? Yeah, go yes. ahead. It's your time. Go ahead and tell us the number. $401,123. Yeah, hello. Oh, my. Hello. Come on, somebody. Hello. Swing. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, my Sweet gosh. Man. You're sending more in than Tiger won for winning the Masters. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Good night. All right, so was this because of, you told me in the email, this was a sale? You sold some property? Yeah, it was an appreciated asset that had a large capital gain. Mm. So luckily, it's not every year like this. 
Well, I have good news for you, anonymous caller. We're going to help you with this tax debt today. <laughs> we're going to give you. Right. We're going to give you one hundred dollars. All right, super. Thank you. All right, let, dinner's on us. Dinner's on us. <laughs> if you go to the right place. All right, let me put you on hold so we can get your address. So because I know. And you can take somebody to dinner as long as they don't eat a lot or you go to the right restaurant. <laughs> yeah. No alcohol. Okay. So there it is. There's our winner this year. There he is. He's still frustrated about riding that check, too. <laughs> Have you ever heard such a frustrated <laughs> voice in your life? $401,000. I don't know if my hand would could write that. Can you imagine trying to write that in cursive? <laughs> you need an extra line. 401, comma, 123. Ah. Mm. On something that that you owned, and you had the audacity to sell it and make a profit on it, <laughs> and you get nothing for that. Ugh, we'll be back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba. Eight minutes to the top of the hour. Oh, the Rick and Bubba Show. Knees. We're back. So there you go. Congratulations to our winner today of one hundred dollars from the Rick and Bubba Show. Somebody about to get fifty dollars from old Thomas Thomas Dudney. Yep, it is Dudney Monday. Hello, Ed Ando. Where's Ed Ando? Eddie. He had to leave. He went back to warm the bus. He went back to warm the bus up. How about Alexander Bernacci? Where's Bernacci at? Here's Bernacci on the front row. William Morton is here today. Uh, Hayden O'Neill, uh, Georgia, is it Giles or Giles? Giles. Uh, and also uh, we have uh, Addie Yarborough. There she is. And uh, Samantha Carfano. Uh, and Amber Harbison. Right there. All right. So they're all here, and they came our way today from Gunnersville High School. Video editing class, is that right? Video editing class. Uh, they're here watching in our golden ticket seats as part of their ongoing education. And my wife graduated from Gunnersville High School. Go Wildcats. So uh, glad to have them here today, Bubba. Everybody's going to get a pound of BuzzBox coffee if they want to take that with them home to their parents. And, or maybe you drink coffee already. Anybody got a double CD? I gave them a double CD. They didn't know what it was. That's a CD if you still have a CD player. Uh, and, Bubba, how about a number between one and eight? One and eight. What about uh, lucky number five? Number five. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Georgia Giles. Georgia gets $50 American Express gift card from Thomas E. Dudney. So, uh, Georgia, congratulations, and welcome to Rick and Bubba. Uh, don't forget, uh, we got Fix Mama's Mouth coming up with Dr. Dudney. And uh, you can go register there at the contest button, and we'll we'll be cutting that off on April the 29th. But another fifteen thousand uh, dollar fix, Mama's mouth will be coming up. Uh, all right, so a couple other things we need to hit. Did you see that this where restaurants are are, tr- are starting to embrace a trend? And Greg, this is going to fly all over you of putting healthcare surcharges on on your on your chair. They're going to charge you. For so that's paying for your help isn't enough. Right. They we want gotta, you to also provide health care for their employees. They're not going to. They want you to. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. How much? What? Well, like I'm looking. At the, some, I've never heard of that. They said, here's one person that ate at a restaurant, uh, and uh, this was in Texas, uh, Austin, Texas. Texas. And you literally see on the bill, you know, here's some foodie bought, here's some foodie bought, and then it said health insurance, 3%. So he's supposed to be paying 96 cents toward the employee's health care. It's a 3% surcharge added to the bill because uh, they want to provide great health insurance for the employees, but they want you to pay for it. To pay it. And they Why want you to leave you? a big tip because we pay them 
$2 an hour. Right. Because for some reason, the law, you can do that. Right. When it's a tipping situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Why wouldn't you just raise the food prices a little bit and then that'll cover it? Because yeah. if I see that on the bill, I'm not. Yeah. Well, I think they want to they they advertise the low price of the food because that actually is the price you can't of the have food. It and then right, you have, right. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a shell game. Yeah. Well, they're also saying that they have had uh, people who refuse to pay it. Yeah. So you're, you don't have to pay it. But why would I put myself in? Well, they put it on there and see if you will. Yeah, but if you say take it if off. you come in there and say, it. I ain't paying that. So, But I'm talking <laughs> about why would I want to be? This is like, well, they, they think they're a commercial airline company. <laughs> yeah, no. why, why do I want to put together a plan that makes my customers mad? Right. Yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense, mm. does it? <clears throat> so now when you go to eat at a restaurant, pl- pay our employees and pay their yeah. health insurance. And then we'll take the profit off the food. I understand that the margins are very tight in restaurants. Yeah, I got, got it. it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. And the people who do well at it are, are to be patted on the back because it's not easy. But but I I think we may be – I'd be careful. Chris out of Pensacola. Chris, thanks for your patience. You're on the Rick and Bubba Show. What's up, Megan? You. Hey, guys. I just got a quick question. I guess both of you guys could answer it. Uh, it's kind of a spiritual question. I'm, I have a guy that kind of deals with depression and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it's and uh, it's kind of you know one of those things that you know I know Easter's this weekend, but just I feel like sometimes that my spiritual walk has kind of gotten cold, and I just wanted to know. Uh, and I feel like that I, you know a lot of times when I pray, when I get to pray, when I have the depression and everything like that, you know I go to these coping mechanisms, and you know. And I just wondered if I finally gone too far that God will even receive or talk to me or even hear my prayers. Well, first of all, you know, of course, the answer to that is is yes. But I will say this. I don't know your situation, and I'm certainly not the judge of your situation. But I think a lot of times we have to understand God doesn't hear any prayer until the first one is done, and that's the prayer of repentance. You know, until until you've repented of, of sin and come in the authority of Christ, I mean, you might as you know that he hears that prayer first, and then when you become redeemed, you now have access to, to uh, you know, to to God Himself. So if that's already happened in your life, and you go through a tough time and tough patches, and I will tell you, depression is real. Some of the godliest people I know struggle at times with depression. You'll find people in the Bible who at times struggled mm-hmm. with depression. So that's not an indicator of you of your lack of spiritual health as far as your relationship with, with God. But I will tell you this, that um, when you look, we just did the story on the Wednesday Bible study last week about Lazarus and Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And if that's not one of the best indicators that God hears your pain and understands your pain and is near to the brokenhearted, here he is 100% God, but he also has has, has lived for a time as 100% man, and he's weeping and grieving with people knowing that he can raise Lazarus from the dead, but he still is, is said that he was deeply moved and troubled by their grief and their pain and their anguish, and he was so troubled by what was going on in the fallen creation and the hurt these people were experiencing that he wept with them. So uh, I hope that's uh, an encouragement to you today. So my, uh, if you are under the authority of Christ and you've been redeemed, he absolutely hears your prayer, regardless of the state that you're in. And, and, and a true prayer of anguish 
and crying out to the Lord is always heard. And, and if you have a clinical problem with depression, yeah, yeah. seek help on that. Sure. Just like if you got a broke arm, seek help on it. It's a Absolutely. it's a real deal, yeah. and you need to get that taken care of. Yeah, and um, and and surround yourself with the with the right people. Yep. Uh, so yes, he definitely hears your prayer. Thanks for being with us today. If our time is wrapping up, uh, then doggone it, we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow, Lord willing. If you got more Rick and Bubba today, uh, we'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.